everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. Thank you for being here. No theme song tonight. We're going to have to add it and post. But it is Sunday night. Time for a street fight. We're taking your calls tonight. You can get a hold of us. That number to dial is 614-655-3887. There is a little bit of room left in the queue. You can talk to us. You know what? Actually, tonight... Brian is at a concert. He's going to go see Ty Siegel and the Black Lips and Cherry Glazer and a couple other people. So it's the House of Pain rules. So no Democratic primary shit. Uh, I want to talk about metaphysics. I want to talk about tips when you're too high off drugs. I want to talk about ghost stories, um, Bigfoot sightings, um, anything like that. Uh, Quantum physics is also fine with me. Um, Philosophy. Anything that you want. Uh, we are also paying attention in the chat. So if you want to get involved with the show, every single week we do the show twice a week. Wednesday night, Sunday night. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. You can watch the show. You can see our live reactions to the calls. And uh, also you know, talk with other people in the chat, which is fun. There's a lot of smart, funny people that are in the chat that make the show even better. Um also, if you want more Street Fight, we have some good bonus content coming out. Brian just did a show with Dank Metal, one of our oldest, best friends um, from back in the day of early Twitter wars. Um, he is always a delight to have on, and it was a good show. I'm going to be talking to a cam girl. We're doing a sex edition of the Street Fight zine, and so we're tying in some shows to that. I'm going to do a, an interview with a cam girl. Brian's talking to a drag queen, so we have some new interesting bonus content on the way we're always innovating when it comes to that and thank you to everybody that supports us the hustlers handbook zine 2 is final draft is going to be done tomorrow the history of street fight zine is happening it's almost done as well so we're picking back up and uh, getting things started so we can continue to spread this mess across the u.s and to every corner of the flat earth um we will lay our siege Thanks for being here. Uh, my very special guest who has been on the show before. You know him from Twitter as username Joshua. You know him on the show as Josh. How's it going? Hey, friends. I'm good, Brett. Um, glad to have you back at a moment's notice. Cam girl and a drag queen. Yep. This is like when when Bob Dylan finally went electric. I know. Because for years, Brian's been very adamant that this is... This is not a horny podcast. Right. This is a sex-free podcast. Yep. And now you guys are finally... We're opening... We're yeah. giving you a peek behind the curtain to uh, watch us have sex. <laughs> That's what our premium content is going to be. I don't think... I think Twitch frowns on that. You, uh, might, have to, you might have to find another. Oh, that sucks ass. Um, well, as is customary with a street fight, um, I wanted to make sure... And you are someone that can enjoy this, the smooth... Mm. Bold flavor of Ivana Bitch, menthol tobacco Ivana flavored bitch. vodka. Now, I need to give, we're going to get a couple reviews out of the way because uh, we got a theme going on here, but Brian doesn't drink, and so I can't get his opinion. Are you uh, well versed in booze? Uh, I like scotch and bourbon a lot. Okay. Beyond that, I'm kind of. Okay, well, give unlearned. me. Okay, so give, give that a smell and see how that, how that does for you. It smells like. Uh, when you open a pack of menthol cigarettes, but then also that kind of that kind of unpleasant smell of like cheap 
The gold foil. Liquor. It smells like the gold foil, like on the cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, but it has that stink on it. All right, let's go ahead and down the hatch with the first one here and uh, right. let the people know what you think. Cheers. <sighs> Lip curl, eye squint, licking the lips. I think it's, is it settling in? It's like a, a it nice. Actually, there is a little bit of. There's like some kind of there's tobacco something in there. That's weird. Yeah, it's uh it's kind of like smoking on a cigar. It kind of has like when you smoke a cigar and your inside of your mouth gets real fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Kind when, of has that. When I was in high school and I would smell cigarettes and I would it's like so intoxicating. It smells so good. And then you smoke it and you just started smoking, so it's kind of like right. that tastes like that tastes like what I wanted. Newports to taste like okay. when I was 16. Yes. Yeah. It, it's a little sweeter. There's a little caramel color in there. So there's some sort of like something to help it out. Um, the other thing is that when we do the live shows, you always bring um, beer and snacks and usually the Sour Patch Kids, the watermelons. So uh, every time, this isn't an official endorsement, but every time that Josh has done a call in show with us, we have eaten. 48 ounces of watermelon Sour Patch Kids. I bring snacks. I want to be a gracious guest. Yeah. And we appreciate that. Um, you know, it was actually, it's kind of weird when being at this age because a lot of our friends are like, I don't eat candy. And I'm like, why not? And they're like, well, it's bad for you and all this or that. And I'm like, but it also brings like joy, you know, like that counts for something. Most of my diet is what it's candy with those grown ass uh adults would kind of look at and think like Ugh. i mean i get my vegetables in but i'm not denying myself fruit flavored snacks ever i mean i maybe i'm more reasonable about it um i was explaining my method of snacking to you earlier which is to keep the bag as far away from you as possible and you have to get up and walk to it every single time right i asked you earlier if you wanted to dump some out on your side and you said no because I prefer to right. grunt as I'm getting out of my chair, think about what am I doing here. Forcing yourself to get up to have some candy right. prevents you from overindulging. It does. And uh, so, but this time you brought around a new kid in town, the new Sour Patch kid in town, the fire flavor. Which were not fiery at all. I was expecting like atomic fireballs in sour patch form i was yeah uh fire to me means that like you should burn me i I think that you're promising this to be like a challenge my candy used to be challenging it was not fearsome no not at all i think it was i feel like it was replicating the chili powder on tropical fruit i do love that i do like that too and i prefer like just dried mango and chili powder Mm mm-hmm but there's still the tropical flavors in that I really fucking liked. They were good. And so it was good. There was a little bit of spice. There's like a little bit of a ooh, ooh. But then it just makes you want more and it kind of makes you mad it's at it. It's very them. faint. Yeah, you're just like, crank Maybe it up. Maybe that's it. Maybe Can we get that's it? the angle that they want you to, I don't know. Maybe if I put this whole, maybe if I put a fistful in my mouth at once, then maybe I'll get a little bit of spice. Sure, sure. I mean, they've got our hooks in us. Once they come out with the flaming hot ones, once like they get Chester Cheeto to cross over and like kick it up a notch, then we're totally in. Wasn't there? Was it a rapper? I think that sent themselves to the hospital for eating too oh, many. Oh yeah, there was flaming hot Cheetos. I don't remember who it was, but that was very recently. Because if you eat them in great enough quantities, it kind of like it fucks your shit up, like on the inside. 
your inside parts. Lil Xan did that actually. Yeah, he 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 forgot to eat his fruits. He forgot to eat fruit snacks. He was just eating only Cheetos. He forgot to switch to fruit snacks. With a name like Lil Xan, you'd think drugs would be their undoing, but nope. No, it was, it was that flaming hot Cheetos. Pretty much that. He's he's just going to die from uh, his colon backing up on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, let's see. Oh, you know what I saw else I wanted to say. What also was weird because we did my kid's birthday party this weekend and we did it at one of those bounce house places. Happy birthday to Charlotte. Yeah. And we did it in one of those bounce house places. And I like there was no adults that bounced. And that really bugs me because that was like one of those things. Like when I was like, when I grow up, I'm not going to be like one of those stuffy old adults. And mm-hmm. I did, but like everybody else was really doesn't give a shit that, that like doesn't care that you can go down a gigantic inflatable slide as much as you want. Sure. I I just can't miss I just can't miss out on that opportunity, you know. You're talking about the places where like the floor and the walls no, are all trampolines. This is like a warehouse. No, no, no. This is a warehouse with inflatables. Oh, so they're like okay. have but they had they had a slide that was like impressive. Like it it made my stomach flip. It was in, it was a really good slide. And I was running around and flip. And the thing is you can just do front flips whenever you want and just land into shit. I loved it. I had a lot of fun, but there wasn't a lot of parents getting involved. And that's like, I also went roller skating. Charlotte had a a roller skating fundraiser this week. Once again, very few adults out there that they were doing that. And it's just really like, it's just so sad. Like, I don't know. I'm not like that sad, but I'm not that affected by it. But the way that people just give up on having fucking fun, you know, sucks. As a kid, I loved an adult being in the bounce house or the trampoline. Because... You know how you can kind of boost each other, right? Like, if you hit the ground the second someone starts to go up, right. you can really shoot them. But yeah. when you're a kid and a, you know, a fucking adult, right. he they does can launch that, you. you just go into the stratosphere. Right. And that's great. Yeah. It was good. Um, once again, just don't lose your sense of play, adults. Please. It can happen to any of you. I'm very pro-bouncy house. I'm pro-junk <laughs> yes. food. Get in there. Take your shoes off. Um, and eat a whole bunch of candy. And get in a bounce house. Absolutely. That's your homework for this week. Let's see who's on the phone. Let's hope let's I hope this works. I think it works. Everything worked when we were getting it set up. But you never know with these things. Thanks for calling Street Fire Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey. So Hello. I wanted to take I want to take a little exception from a couple weeks ago and bring some knowledge to the Street Fight crew. Oh, that's what we're here for. Yeah. I'm ready for this. So, um, there was a paper that had been issued regarding uh, the use of fentanyl as a t- agent of terrorism. Uh-huh. And y'all were pretty dismissive of that idea. But here's the thing. Uh, back in 2002, when there was the uh, Chechen rebels that took over the theater, like the Russian theater... Uh-huh. And then the Russians ended up gassing them. It's been generally accepted that the gas that was sprayed into that theater was either fentanyl or carfentanil, and 50 of the people in the theater died. So the idea that you could use fentanyl in a terrorist action is, like, totally sound okay. and worthy of investigation. Hmm, I feel like I could run to some Hollywood writers right now I, and make a lot of money. I think it was carfentanil. And if I am remembering correctly, 
carfentanil is more powerful than fentanyl the way fentanyl is more powerful than oxycodone. Like, it's exponentially more powerful than the one that's exponentially more powerful. Okay, okay. All right, well, um, I will keep that in mind. I don't know... I, I don't know what to say, to be honest. I'm just, I'm just, I think I'm thankful that you called in to let me know. I don't remember that episode specifically, but I do, I don't know, maybe you guys were talking about the way that. Well, the cops do drum it up pretty high. The police high. officers think that like, if like, like a breeze blows by and I get, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I think? Yeah, so for sure, the police are full of shit when they're like, "Oh, I touched some fentanyl. I I died twice, right?" No, that's that's totally bullshit. But there was a senator that commissioned a report, and it was like, "Can you use fentanyl in a terrorist attack?" And it's like it's super cheap. Like you can get fentanyl incredibly cheaply from China, right? Or you can produce it domestically. Um, It aerosolizes pretty well, and it has proven, you know, killing power, as was demonstrated in the. the Russian attack. So right, it's right. just something to keep in mind for sure. Well, well I, I mean, mean, I mean, the thing is about like this. We're always at risk of that too. Like from one of the beginnings of the show, I used to always remind people that like there's no safety at all. Like you have the tiniest lock on your front door, and the outside world isn't always out there like trying to fucking kill you. Yeah. You know, I mean, that fent can kill you is not in dispute. It kills fucking right. tens of thousands of people. Right. But the yeah, the likelihood of it happening, who knows? But it is good to know that it is a possibility. Um, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. So I I just wanted to keep you guys on the level. But yeah, I love no, that's shit, perfect. So no, I appreciate you it. Have it's a, uh, a you have a chill last night talking to Pete, right? You too. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Peace. I do think though that that Russian Spetsnaz. They are uniquely capable of doing things in a way that most people aren't. Okay. So, yeah. Like, yeah. if they did it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that um, some Antifa cop hating thug could just weaponize fentanyl. I think it would be, you know what I mean? I think that their capabilities are. Yeah. They're kind of a singular talent in doing shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it would be, but it is a better, it's, I guess it is. It also adds the idea that if we were to keep better track of it and to dish it out to people so that there wasn't such a good fucking black market for it, you know, that would dry up a lot of the possibilities of it getting right. in the wrong hands. Because all that shit's in the dark. Right. If if broccoli was illegal and right. we had to go to shady people to buy broccoli, then people could fucking, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like people it's would just... shoot it up with too much vitamin A so that we... <laughs> Exactly. So your liver would blow up. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Let's see what's up next on the call in line. Um, <laughs> click. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, this is uh, Gabe. Hi, Gabe. How's it going? It's going good, sort of. I, uh, well, I was going to call you guys. I was like on the train home and I uh, realized that I left my book either on the train or in the sushi restaurant I just left. So oh, no. on my was way it... back, you guys are talking to me on route. Like a novel-ass book or like a notebook with like your own writings? A novel-ass book. Okay. One you paid for or one from the library? 
was it was one of mine, and then there was also like a graphic novel that was definitely not mine, and I was definitely my friend's, and oh. I'll have to buy him another one if I don't go get it. So. Yeah, man, that's tough. You got to like not explode. That's from when I do stuff like that. I just want to like scream and throw a fit. And I just have to find, you know, just, you know, look outside and find all the colors of the rainbow, Brett. Like just, just, you know, I have extra time. I can get through this, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm just like, I'm in dumbass mode right now. So it eh, kind of makes sense. It happens. We're all Brother, dumbasses. If I had a dollar for every time I left something important somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's all the time. I uh, my wife is real bad about it too, and <laughs> well, this was like this was really mean, but it was like telling at the time. We had been dating for probably a year, and we went to go do this really big important thing that I had tickets for, and she didn't bring her ID, so she couldn't get in. And I just like out of nowhere was like, this is getting really old with you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, it was like cute that you were all like ditzy and shit. But now it's like, fuck, man, we can't, we're going to miss this thing now. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to keep track of shit. That's life. Yeah, I mean, it, these things happen. It's uh, sure. just a part of life, I guess. Yeah. You get a little extra, extra time outside. Do you, where are you at? What city are you in? If you don't mind me asking. So I'm, I, so it's actually, it's a little bit hard for me to hear you guys, but if you said, where am I at? I'm uh, in Houston right now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we're still planning on coming down there soon. Oh, sick. Yeah, March worked, March couldn't, couldn't happen, but we're going to come this year. We want to, we want to do the whole, you know, all three cities there, that little triangle. Nice. Yeah, that sounds night. great. Have you guys found a venue yet? Bright. No, we don't really have a venue. I haven't started. I'm I'm getting started on that. But I did oh, I hear I did talk to an Austin place that I think I can get set up with. So I do have one there. But Houston I don't know much about, to be honest. I've only been there one time and I didn't get a chance to go to screwed up records and tapes. And when we go back, I'm making a fucking pilgrimage to screwed up records and tapes. Nice. Oh. Well, thanks for calling in, man. I hope. Yeah, uh, no. I hope it uh, I gets take better, off, guys. Because I can't really hear you as well as I probably should be able do to you, like carry on a conversation. Do you think that is that on your end, or are we not talking loud enough? Uh, I think it's. It might be. Yeah. Uh... All right. We'll see. Let's check with the next person. Thanks. And uh, good luck on your trek back. I mean, those are tough, aren't they? Yeah. Like you just want it's it's forty five minutes though. Like think about like you gotta you gotta really break that time. You gotta like that's like you know medit meditating helps with that because you Dude. realize how valuable those or like what those minutes are. You know. You know how much it would rule if I could just take the fucking train over here. Oh yeah. Anything like that. Man, I tell you what, I lived at Dallas had a brand spanking new system that was incredible because you could like shoot out to the suburbs. Um it would take you an hour drive, but you could get to the suburbs in a half hour. It was it was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh DC's trains were pretty fucked up, but they did cross a huge swath of the country. You could get to straight up Baltimore on trains, you know? You could get all the way to New York City on trains. My wife took a uh train all the way to New York City for a job, so yeah, we 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 don't even have that. Like you go Cincinnati, I think, or something to jump on a train here. Amtrak runs through Cleveland. I don't know. Okay, if they run Cleveland, Cincinnati. Fuck, it sucks. 
but you can you can book something through Amtrak, and it's just like when you go to Expedia and you get like connecting flights and stuff. You can get a package, like you can buy a ticket to a trip somewhere that includes like taking the Greyhound from Columbus oh, to Cleveland. Sure. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, yeah, just run the train through here. Yeah, bring that, bring that track down here. All right, let's see who's on the lo- the uh, the line here next. I need to hit some of those fire sour patch kids, dude. Hey, how's it going? Yes. Can you hear us all right? Yeah. Are we coming through loud and clear? Our volume is good. Uh, you guys are actually, it sounds like you're kind of far away. God damn it. That's what the other guy said. He said it sounds like we're far away. How about now? Is yeah, this it sounds good? like you're, you're in a room, but like the microphone's in the middle of it, and you're kind of on the, near the wall or something. Oh, man. Well, that sucks. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm I'm shocked that I got on, and I'm really happy about that. I'm really really happy to talk to you guys, long time listener, like first time caller, all that shit. Hi, are you inland or are you near the you near the water? Oh, uh, we're inland. We're we're about uh midway into the state, uh, about halfway between uh, Raleigh, Durham, and Greensboro. Right on. Yeah, we're gonna but come anyway, down there. So, like, gonna... a couple things I. We're trying to come down there. I think we want to get a show down there. Hopefully, with the DSA convention being in Georgia, we're going to blow up the South this fall. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I really hope you guys come to a show down here, even if you have already. Because I'll definitely be there. And uh, my brother-in-law, who's out on the coast, he would love to be there, too. Uh, My wife, as well. So, uh, first as long as two people show up, we'll do it. We just had a song, like, two weeks ago, which kicks ass. Nice. Congratulations. And uh, thank you. It, it's, it's been a lot of adjustment, but I'm really happy because I get to basically like mold another life into like the like annoying lefty shithead kid that, that I should have been. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Um, that was that's a big great. part of uh, – that was why me and my wife decided we had to have a kid. I, I was just like, I don't know – I don't know, you know if I'm worthy or responsible or any of these things. To, to have a kid, but I am comfortable enough to guide somebody in, like, life and give them, like, a little bit of a heads up on how things are working. Listening to that, what was it called, The History of Street Fight? Yeah. The, the one recently where you guys talked about being parents, I listened to that and I thought, like, man, I fucking, I wish my parents were like that. So, <laughs> honestly, I think anyone that loves Street Fight that has that kind of head and heart to be, like, a, like to be into what these guys are doing, I think absolutely you should have kids. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, mold them in that way. That's great. Make them good people. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so, so like, uh, I know that it's, uh, that it's Brett that I'm talking to tonight and Josh. So, so like, uh, have either of you, like, worked in a call center? This is kind of, kind of the meat of what I wanted to get into. I got a buddy who's a real good friend of mine at, at my current job that uh, he listens, and I, and, uh, I know he'll listen to this, but so... Like the thing, the thing that bothers me, like kind of, kind of an, in the vein of like all uh, small business tyrants. Like every person that calls in is a small business tyrant, basically. And you have to basically just do whatever they say, and it really sucks ass. Especially when, uh, well, like a little bit of background. The, the call center I work in, it's it's servicing CPAs, which are honestly like you would think that like to earn a 
a certified public accountant license would make you pretty smart, but actually it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> They're really pretty <laughs> stupid people. So don't ever trust them with your money. <laughs> so <laughs> the, uh, the thing about it is, like, if I need to, like, send them a copy of an invoice, 80% of the time they'll be like, oh, just wait with me while I receive that. And I'm just like, why are you holding me hostage? It's just so shitty. It is the worst thing for them to do. You have to sit there. Like, it can take, like, 5 to 15 minutes for this thing to show up in their inbox. Oh, and God. you just have to sit there and wait and, like, just make this pained small talk. <laughs> while they while they wait for this invoice to show up in their or invoice or receipt or whatever I'm sending them to show up in their inbox because God knows what the speed of their stuff is. Yeah. And, uh, so you're doing I mean, customer doing a lot service of stuff like that. It really sucks. Is it customer hmm? service? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's glorified customer service. They pay me more than honestly, like any customer service job has any right to. But I mean, I've been there five years, but uh, it. <laughs> It's it's customer service that puts on this veneer that it isn't customer service, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, when I work, I worked for a small um, a small insurance leads company, and we were all account managers. There was no customer service at all. It was just supposed to be like, uh, "Hey, I'm your buddy Brett," and I had to deal with similar to the CPA, also the most dumbasses in the world, licensed insurance agents. I mean, just the, the most backwards-ass crazy people um, end up as insurance agents. And a lot of times I would also have to be handcuffed to the phone where they're like, no, 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 you said you'd do that last time. You're going to stay on the phone with me until I get this email. And I'm like, dude, I mean, I got to put it oh, together. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to listen to me breathe while I put it together um, and listen to their ranting and raving and their tyranny and um, – they were always also big into like the Better Business Bureau, and that was like a, at our job that was the big deal. It's like if they ever mentioned going to the Better Business Bureau, we had to like just bend over backwards for them and do all kinds of wild shit. Oh yeah, and it's it's like the biggest empty threat in the world. Like I'm, not, it, it's basically like this weird extension of like I want to talk to your manager, like the Better Business Bureau thing. Like yeah, because it's just like See, I'm going to tell on they, you. They have no purview in anything you do. <laughs> Yeah, and people aren't checking that. People, people, nobody is going to that to the Better Business Bureau to check right. in on who they're d- doing business with. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and just uh, just as kind of a, a, the last thing I want to talk about, I won't take up any more of y'all's time. But like, I I find that this this is kind of a pet theory I've been kicking around in my head for a few years. Um, I I think you guys are around my age. I'm 36. I just turned 36 in December, and. And this, uh, the thing that I've noticed as I, as I get a little older is like my, my parents' generation like seriously fucking lied to us because they told us like, oh yeah, just get a, just get a degree, just get any degree and you'll be fine. And you can just get this, uh, you can get this great career job, which was, I mean, really super nonspecific. And it's just a big float of bullshit. And so, I mean, I went and I got a bachelor's degree. It took me a lot longer than I wanted it to to get it, but I ended up getting it, and I thought, okay, well, I'm set, but then, like, you know, you get out, and you realize there's fucking nothing for you, it's, you know, you, you went in, you, you did all this grinding, you did all this work for this mythical, yeah. quote-unquote, career, and you just, like, there's there's nothing there, you know? Yeah, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't have necessarily those same pressures from my parents, but I also had a similar understanding, though, that 
if I was willing to do hard work or, you know, show up someplace 40 hours a week, that I'd be able to have some sort of normal, like secure roof over my head, even though like the majority of my childhood, it wasn't that way. Um, But my parents both, you know, weren't, didn't go to college and didn't really have anything to, uh, to help me out with, like as far as navigating Mm. all of that. Um, But I, I, I came out in that, like, I went to DeVry for, like, a year and just fucking <laughs> failed out of that place. And it was – my dad was like, you should just go to, like, a technical training school for Microsoft or something and just get a certification. C- and Computers. Yeah, that's computers. What the, that's right. the jobs where people right. need to do the computers. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I also see the other people ended up getting saddled with, like, $50,000 worth of debt. Yeah. And, and I just read an article, actually, of a guy, which is, like, this is a privileged place to be, but it still fucking sucks. His parents were like, we're going to give you the money for a down payment on a house. You're 24 years old. You should have a house. And they got him into this condo in Washington, D.C., and he's completely underwater in it. <laughs> and it's still, like, 10 years later. They, they did it in 2006. And so, yeah, the 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 what's what the um the popular wisdom always seems to be whatever fills up the credit writers accounts you know like whatever the bank gets paid off is like what's the best idea you know i had this idea in my head when i was 16 17 that i would get a college diploma and i would the way you put a dollar into a soda machine you just insert this and you hit a button and like oh wait this this job came out and it's right. just, it's not like that at all. Well, and, and I mean, and then, but then, and then they started like turning it into where to be a manager at Lowe's. They wanted you to have a bachelor's degree of some sort. I remember looking into that being like, fuck, I'll be the manager of Lowe's if I, to make money. And they're like, you need a degree for that, yeah. you know? Uh, and and it, that's they, just... it watered down the whole thing. And I'm not against the education, but you're right. I mean, it, it was all a scam. They were just scamming everybody to keep writing these loans. And the thing about the student loans is you can't get out from under those things. You can't bankruptcy out of those fucking things. Nope. They take your money forever. Thanks they, to they get every fucking dollar back that goes into that system. Thanks to people like Joe Biden. Right. So <clears throat> so yeah. I mean and, 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 and actually it's uh it's funny you mention like uh, DeVry cuz like my uh for a while I was living at home and my my dad would just be like Oh, why don't you go get some IT training? And and eventually I just had to literally tell him, like, fuck off with that shit. I have no interest in IT. Like, I just don't want to do that. But they, these, these, uh, that generation, they got this idea in their head that, like, oh, this is what all the kids are doing. And it's just like, no, man, I don't want to do that shit. Well, I mean, <laughs> and it does, I mean, computers work for certain people. Like, it took me a long time. I wanted to be computer lit- literate really bad because, you know, how many, how, popular and how pervasive they were becoming but i've now gotten to the point in my life where it's like i don't really fucking understand this and i don't care to and i'd rather outsource it to somebody that it comes fucking naturally to because that's the thing about all of this 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 stem and like the coding you know we already have people telling me like your charlotte should maybe look into like coding classes and i'm like she draws all fucking day. She does. She couldn't do a. Fu- she's not gonna do a sure. logic function. She fucking paints and makes up songs and makes up her own fucking silly dances. I I don't see her. Be- I'm not. I'm not gonna shut it down. But she's never been interested in technology in that fucking way at all. And and, and I don't expect her to be considering who her fucking parents are. You know. Yeah. So it, yeah. and it is like that. Oh, we're yeah. trying to cram everybody into like you need to be valuable. You need to be valuable. But we already have value. Everybody right. has a, a value in this world. We're all providing for each other in a bunch of different ways, and we all have our own individual skill sets that are beneficial to the to all of us. 
Yeah. Right. And 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 the the yeah. bachelor's degree is a, actually a great way to round out a lot of people's understanding of the world because it is important for people to go in and kind of study these things. But we make it such a pain in the ass. For me, I was trying to work 40 hours at a fucking warehouse so that I could pay for an apartment and mm-hmm. go to school at the same fucking time. Mm-hmm. That's an impossible situation. I mean, those are the people that pe- I know lots of people do it, but it's for me, it's just insurmountable. And I'm the re- I'm a regular degular mediocre motherfucker like everybody else. And we are facilitating like the betterment of everybody, which would honestly make everything better for everybody. Fuck. Yeah. Well, we work too much. I'm in the zone. We do work too much too. I think yeah, a work sure. week should be 20 hours instead of 40. Yeah. And I- then, you know, someone like Charlotte, even if, you know, maybe she gets sort of shunted into a boring ass desk computer book reading job, it's not her entire life and she works at this place for 20 or 24 hours instead of 40 and then she gets off and she can paint all she fucking wants yeah yeah i mean it's i don't know it's it's not we aren't learning any lessons i i I literally when someone said someone said to me the other day uh, you know they're saying you know kids should be doing coding i said you know what they used to also say everybody should have a degree and look what fucking happened and they're like oh is it the same people i'm like yeah it's the same people if everybody can code then coding is worthless right right it, that and yeah and and that's what they're pre- that's what they're prepping for next you know that's going to be the next answer is like what do you expect you got into coding in 2019 when everybody could already do it you know you, you're lucky you get 1250 an hour <laughs> well thanks thanks for calling in man i appreciate well, it yeah yeah well i'm having a lot of trouble hearing you all but i'm uh let me let me just wrap this up real quick uh i want to give two shout outs one to my to my brother-in-law andy who i know will hear this one of my dude, Eric, at work, who I know will listen to this. And uh, it's been a thrill talking to you guys. I will call again. I will call in again at some point. Yeah, Have please call back, man. We want to hear about that shitty-ass call center job. Have a good night. What about oh, yeah, the- and uh, anybody who wants to, follow me on Twitter at Illegal Toilet. Illegal Toilet? Good name. God damn, that's a good yeah. name. That is a good name. Um, how about y'all in the chat? What do you think? Damn it. Can you hear us? Chat, do you hear us? What's up? Hold on. I'm going to say I'm feeling a little bit down. And you know what would pick me right up is the smooth, bold flavor of Ivana Bitch menthol tobacco flavored vodka. One was enough for me. Okay, that's but fine. Bully. Yeah, I need to get my, um, my, my motherfucking roll on, I guess. We're getting thawed tonight. All right, turkeys. That's how you live stream. Just fucking go with it, right? We, I, you know what? I went to go get the cords today, and I had to go to. I'm not going to do another ad on the show. So I went to a popular electronics retailer. I think I know what you're talking about. Go on. And so I was looking for a phone, something that we could hook up and have a jack on it, so that we could plug it into the computer and we'll run off the landline. Mm-hmm. That's hopefully going to happen next week. And I noticed when I was asking some guy, the guy about the features of the phone, he went back to his computer and he looked on Amazon (laughs) and he was on Amazon like reading about the fucking phone like to look up like a user manual and shit and okay I saw the price I noticed the price was $10 cheaper right and I could have just been like all right thanks and then went and bought it off Amazon $10 cheaper but I really you know there it's something to say to pay the extra $10 because there's a fucking place I can go to and kind of mull around in and look and then have someone to tell me what to fucking buy, you know? 
Like, I like having a salesperson. I know a lot of Brian would be like, oh, I can't talk to salespeople. Exactly, yeah. I, I, you know, they freak me out. They judge me. But I like them. I, I've like, I, I'm like, I put all my burdens onto them. Well, one of my favorite things in the world is, is not figuring out something myself. Yeah, for sure. I would love to just ask someone politely and then have them figure it out with me or we could figure it out together. Yeah, that's what it was. So this guy, I was like, here's my, he's like, he's like, can I help you with something? I'm like, I got an impossible problem, man. And he was like, well, let's figure it out. He helped me all the way through it. Didn't end up working. That's not why we're not using it tonight. But I still appreciate the help. You know, I just think that, uh, you know, it's kind of shitty the way that people just turn every, you know, those transactions like that. I don't know. They just, I don't like them, you know? I'm finding, I really like to go and just look at something anymore. I don't know why I'm getting old. I'm getting like real curmudgeon-y. All right, let's get these people on the phone. Hopefully they hear us better. Thank you for calling Street Fight. What is the reason for calling in hey. tonight? Hey, how's it going? Can you hear us? Hey. Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Are we not? We don't sound like we're far hey, away or uh, anything? No, you guys sound great. I can hear are, you perfectly clear. Are you positive? Because I feel like the last caller said that at first, and then by the end he well, said, Well, we switched I, it up. I can't hear you guys. Yeah, no, you guys switched it up. I can hear you guys. I was having trouble before. Um, hearing everything out, but uh, got it. No, I, ha- I have no problems. I can hear what you guys are saying. Coolio. Um, so my name's Haley. I'm actually a first-time caller. Um, I'm calling from uh, New Jersey. Nice. Uh, you guys actually have my friend Lucian on the show. Oh uh, yeah, big fan of Lucian. You guys did it. Yeah, we watched and, uh, uh, Ginger yeah, Snaps so, uh, together. Yeah, we're in the um, we're in the same BSA chapter, but. Uh, so I'm actually calling to get your guys' thoughts about something, um, also trans-related, because I'm trans, too. Um, so, okay. like, I don't know if you guys saw, like, the uh, whole thing with Glenn Greenwald and Martina Navratilova. No. Like, it kind of sounds like kind of sounds like Twitter drama, almost, but it's, it's kind of not. Um, yeah, we used to get like, in trouble uh, for being Greenwaldians back in the day. They used to always call us that. <laughs> See, what gets me is, like, he he said something that I, I was kind of surprised that, like, no cis people, particularly cis people on the left who were fans of him, like, called him out for. And he said that uh, Martina Navratilova has done more work for trans acceptance than basically anyone else, like, combined. Okay. And it was like, I don't know. Like, I felt like that that statement alone was just kind of really um i don't know it's really offensive and, I, and i'm just so kind of disappointed with how when prominent like i guess leftists if you even want to call glenn a leftist uh-huh. um like can can do that kind of stuff and everybody's just like oh they're vaguely good in other areas so we're just going to ignore it you know i did um, not actually see that happen yeah i didn't know that happened yeah like he I don't know, and it, it, it's just something that I felt like has been really exhausting, and I was just curious to see, like, why you feel, if you guys even had an opinion on this, why you guys felt like prominent, so to speak, leftists weren't really doing anything about this sort of thing besides you guys, because, you know, you guys handled, like, the trans issues, like, revolution, and you've talked about it before, like, in a really cool way, which is, like, having an actual trans person on the show, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, um, and I'm so happy like that you guys did that. Like I, I listened to that episode twice because I'm a huge fan of it, but plus uh, evolution. So, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I tell anyway. you, you know what? I mean, it's tough because like Glenn is in the LGBT or the LGB like spectrum there. He's like on the other side. So I feel like he probably has some more comfortability saying some shit like that, you know? Um, not that, that that's mm-hmm. an excuse, but I think that when you are trying to perform online and do tweets and make jokes and be provocative and stuff, I think it does become easy to t- try to use someone's transness and, you know, for your own, to make your own point for something, you know? Um, I don't yeah. think that's really an excuse for it. I mean, it's just like, it, it is, it, in, in like the environment that we're in right now, um, I am, I mean, I, I've, it sucks because it feels like the conservatives are complaining that like trans issues are being like shoved down everyone's throats and like everybody's being indoctrinated and like, we're not even close. It's not even close to that. Like, that's not even what the situation is at all. Um, and so people are still, I mean, people are still like, it's, I don't know, treat it like to this foreign foreign concept and aren't um like engaging with it in in a meaningful way like it's it's really unfortunate i can see why that sucks for you yeah i mean it's like i because i was you know naturally like i'm not that popular on twitter i'm just an individual right i don't have a blue check mark or anything but you know it was i was going off on this tweet somewhere about it because it's so disappointing you know and sure um, it just feels like whenever trans issues come up, like, most people are just, like, not really into, like, doing anything. So, like, to your point, like, people want to use us when they can sort of, like, tokenize their, you know, allyship. Like, oh, look, cool. Oh, shit. I can't hear. Don't actually, like, want to include us in anything or stand up for us when we need to. Um, my chapter does, my DSA chapter does, and then you guys have done that, too. But, you know, like... Um, trying to get other people to do it has been a lot more of a fight than I thought it would have to be. Yeah, and uh, well, I don't know. So it's just been it's just been kind of exhausting. Anyway, so I kind of end it there. Um, well, know. can I but, well uh, can, can I open up to you? Is, can I open up to you about something? Do you I'm mind? Sorry? Can I open up to you about something with about like trans issues and like acceptance and all that stuff? Without like, you know, I'm not expecting you to be the spokesperson or anything, but yeah, I mean, I was actually having a conversation with uh, a guy recently, uh, a straight cis dude. And, um, you know, he was talking about getting older and issues with transness and talking about like understanding, you know, not, not worrying about like what someone's like sexual organs are was like really a challenge, you know, in a way that was like just something he went to all the time. But then he came to this point of acceptance where it was like not important at all, you know, and these types of things really didn't matter. And, you know, it's just people that we're dealing with. And I think that's kind of what me and Brian go with. I think we're like really hyper aware of the way that people look at us. If it's like, if we were trying to be edgy um, or if we're trying to be too Mm -hmm. care Lord, like if, if it looks bad, if me if me me and him came out and started like proselytizing for you know something that we don't have any sort of like actual personal understanding of, um, it seems performative in a way. And so our like middle road attitude is just to be inclusive, like because 
You know, like I was at the end of the day, like, I don't, your gender, like reality or, you know, your whatever, the, your life isn't really matter when it comes to like making jokes online or enjoying music or like talking about fun stuff. Like I, I, you know, having Lucian on to talk about horror movies, you know, and then the way that they do relate to some of the gender issues is way more interesting to me, um, you know, than having to do like a primer or like ex- try to explain, you know, <laughs> try to explain the existence yeah. of another person to people. I just don't want, that's, that sounds like talk. It just seems condescending to me. Um, you know, and we do have yeah. a, a lot and of people I'm, that I'm, show up to the shows that, you know, uh, are just a part of it. And it's, you know, like you aren't special because of, you know, what you identify as. You're just one of us, right? Yeah, and that's like, that's that's the funny thing. Like people, I think that's to your point, like I think people are scared to talk to us for that exact reason. You know, they're like, oh, if I, oh, if I have a trans person on the show... Oh, I have to do a specific trans episode or whatever it is, or I have to have this primer. But it's like I'm a human being, and like the whole point of me doing this stuff with the, you know, like calling people out for transphobia or whatever it is, is to like get it to where so I don't have to think about it because like I just want to live my life. You know? Right, it's the same thing. And you know, like having when you guys had Lucian on to talk about the horror movies, like that was great. Like that was like literally, I was. Uh, showing this to other people that episode and I was like this is how you engage with a trans person you know like on these sorts of things so I'm just want to say thank you for that too but uh, it's not all bad news I mean uh, you know somebody apparently thought I was good enough to get uh, I got accepted to a conference I'm a grad student so oh cool in Cambodia but that's great places, oh, so. that'll be interesting um, yeah, yeah that sounds but, neat yeah congratulations um, on that yeah yeah I'm thank sorry you. that that uh, shitty thing anyway. happened I mean you know, people just can't to get, you know, it's like people have to get comfortable with this stuff in their own unique ways. And then we kind of have to say like, hey, that's not the fucking way to do it. You know, it, it's just it's just it's it's obnoxious. But um, I have to say compared to, you know, I don't know how old you are, but uh, I just turned 35 and compared to where we were when I was, you yeah. know, 15 years old, I think we've moved quite a bit, you know. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm 24. You know, yeah, turned 25. Uh, turned 25 in August. But um, nice. funny enough, this is just a little aside. I hit my five-year mark on hormones on uh, April 20th. Oh, cool! Um, Hell yeah, so, that's a big month. Wow, five years. Plays <laughs> it. I mean, it's so long too. Um, it's incredible the way that <laughs> the years go by. I mean, five years is just you know, blink of an eye. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for anyway, calling in. I appreciate the input. Really uh, appreciate it. Haley, what, it was Haley, right? Yeah, Haley. Okay, thank you for calling in. Uh, have a good one. Good night. Keep you street fighting. Wow. Welcome street. to the house of pain. Street fight. Street I need a monster fight. truck. Man. I need street. a monster truck. I want, yeah, a monster truck that runs on biodiesel. Thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to tonight? It's still... Sorry, it's hey, still... Hey, it's, it's Einbert, a.k.a. Josh from Honolulu. How's it going, guys? Brent Hi, Josh Joshua. from Honolulu. Hi. Josh from Honolulu. I How's like our that. volume? Honolulu Josh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just call me Honolulu Josh. That's perfect. Perfect. God yeah, damn. I work I- in a tech environment. The other guy was talking about, like, he doesn't want to learn how to code. I can talk about that a little bit because... 
Man, the coding environment, it's, it's not all it cracks up to be. Let me tell you, like, um, you know, people are working more hours, making less money. Yes, it is obviously much, much better than, um, like, doing a, a lot of the service jobs or having to work in a restaurant, which I had to do before I completed my degree. And right. it's a huge step up from that. And so because of that, it's like a big stick that they kind of can carry around with them and like uh, they can ask you to do a lot of different things, work all kinds of overtime, um, do different things. Uh, software developers, man, they're, they're really interesting because like they really have a high opinion of themselves, but it's really like plumbing more. It's like if people thought of it as just more of like a skill like plumbing, it, it would make more sense to people. Right. I think these these guys like kind of think of themselves as like a magical kind of like sorcerer type of thing. And like I can tell you as being one of the guys that does it, that's, that's absolutely not the case. Like right. you're connecting the dots, you're connecting the lines, you're like an engineer, you know what I mean? You're, you're building something and yeah, that is really cool and all, but like uh, also the fact that they're trying to tell every single person who's in a tough financial position, learn how to code. Right. They're trying to flood the market, uh, right, to drive the wages down further. Absolutely. Um, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to discourage people because it is still one of the good degrees as far as, like, you can still make a decent living with a computer science degree. So I don't want to discourage people from getting it. But just be aware, like, that's the future. Like, they're going to really be pushing the computer science degree more and more. They're going to be uh, forcing people into the computer science degree, even people that aren't really that interested in it, like the previous caller, because people want to survive and they don't want to be broke all the time. And just because as a last resort type of thing, like people are going to return to that. And uh, student loan debt is piling up. It's being huge. The option of getting a college degree that actually explores like philosophy and the humanities and stuff like that is becoming a, a distant possibility for anybody but basically rich kids, right? Right. <laughs> and and that really makes 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 working class people resent the arts, resent the humanities when really that's kinda like what we need to turn to if we're gonna really win or have any chance to win. Um and also you were talking about ghost stories, Brett. Uh-huh. You know, it makes me think about the ghosts of Libya. You know, that was a, another intervention that the United States did. We're trying to uh, intervene and take over the government of Venezuela right now. Um, really bad stuff, and we've seen it play out again and again, and we've seen the results of it again and again, which is just been destroyed completely. It's the same fucking pretexts. Um, it's the same arguments. It's the same everything. They just yeah. do it over and over and over again. Son of a bitch. You're a true street fighter because you got me all all revved up <laughs> to hear a spooky story, and then you reminded me about the fucked up crimes in the United States government. Uh, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. Well, I just wanted to read off a couple of these things, like the reason why Gaddafi was such a threat, why he had to be destroyed by the United States. Uh, just a few facts. Like, in Libya, a home was considered a natural human right based on Gaddafi's Green Book principles. Education and medical treatment were all free, something that people in the United States are fighting for right now, actually. Oh, man. Yeah. Gaddafi carried out the world's largest irrigation project. 
It was free to start a farming business. If any Libyan wanted to start a farm, they were given a house, farm, land, and livestock, and seeds all free of charge. Wow. And agriculture is really important, obviously, for socialism, eco-socialism, because we need to be dependent on our local community for, for, what, for our needs. A bursary was given to mothers with newborn babies. When a Libyan woman was, gave birth, she was given 5000 U.S. dollars for herself and the child. Damn, I spent $5,000 when I had a child. Right. You can use that about that time, right? Yeah, for sure. I needed it. It was going to be my trip to Europe. Yeah. Electricity was free. Uh, cheap petrol. Uh, petrol was as low as uh, 14 cents in U.S. dollars per liter. Gaddafi raised the level of education. Before Gaddafi, only 25% of Libyans were literate. This figure was brought up to 87%, with 25% earning university degrees. Uh, Libya had its own state bank. It provided loans to citizens at 0% interest by law, and they had no external debt. And Gaddafi uh, moved to introduce a single African currency linked to gold so he could move his country away from yep. the dollar, away from dependence on the United no States. No fiat. And that was one of the main things. Yes, the gold dinar, that was one of the main things that the United States had to target him for. And all these things, if you look at this whole list, you can see he was setting an example for the people of the global south. He was setting an example for Africa, South America, the Middle East. The United States couldn't have that. For sure. And uh, you, can see, you can see the clip of Hillary Clinton laughing and saying, you know, we came, we saw, he died. And Marco Rubio is <laughs> his picture as a way to threaten oh my fucking uh, God. the people of Venezuela. Yeah. I yeah. can't. It's some sick stuff. It's really sick. I can't let loose my true thoughts <laughs> on Marco Rubio at this moment because... <laughs> uh, a special kind of bad guy. Um, and yeah, I don't want to take too much of y'all's time up. Thank you guys so much for taking my call. I do have a, a podcast that I'm trying to start, uh, soundcloud.com slash Einberg. And I explore uh, Diane Feinstein and her history with the Confederate flag. She's a huge fan of the Confederate flag, yeah, by the great. way, and prosecuted a communist activist for taking down the Confederate flag in San Francisco in 1984. And I talked all about it in my most recent episode. So, uh, yeah, Jeez. thank you guys so much. Einbert? Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Einbert. Like, and I uh, Street Fight All the Way for Life. Peace. Great episode of The Dollop. On Diane Feinstein. Oh, is oh, there? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. I will listen to that. I've. Uh, I always like to go. I was going to share some, and I didn't get a chance to. But there's Jello Biafra from Dead Kennedys. There's a bunch of clips of him when he was like going off and railing against. I just somebody posted. I forget who. Re I forget. <laughs> it was someone I know, someone notable, and then someone replied to. They were talking about Diane Feinstein, and it was a clip of. A dead Kennedy show from like 1985, and he was like, "And this is dedicated to Diane Banker Buttlicker Feinstein." Yeah, it's the best. It was great. Yeah, he like ran, yeah. There's some videos of him like outside of her house and shit too. Um, I suggest you type that into your I, YouTube's. I love Jello. He is great. perpetually on one. Yep, he's kind of a line Almost stepper. For it. Yep, he's got he's. He, he maybe cranked it up to 11 one too many times, but I, I love that guy. I agree. He's great. Yeah, I love all the old, the old stuff, too. It's like so fucking good. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, what's up? 
from Arizona. Who from Arizona? Hello? Yeah, yeah, what's your name? What's your name again? Skeleton? Doot, doot, Mr. Skeletal? Oh, wait, Hello? did this drop? Did your phone go out, dude? No? It's hey, a sorry, skeleton. Turn off my bed. Oh, did you do some sort of magical spell to bring the flesh back to your bones? So who is this from Arizona? It's a skeleton. It's a spirit. Fucking ghost got me. This is the ghost of the CIA. Right. So fucking am, cutting into our calls. Am I talking into the phone or yeah, am I talking, talking into the Yeti mic? Both. Okay. Talk over the both. mic into the phone. Okay. Talk at the mic and then like okay. do the do the kind of mathematicals to to hit that mic. So I don't want to holler to reach the phone because when you try and well, post you this holler. later, you got it. You got it. It's you picking up on the mic. And, okay. You got you got to step it up. Hello. Brian is usually shouting. Brian's usually the mic cuts out when Brian talks. Hello. Hello. Hey, skeleton man. Am I back? Am I ready? Yeah. You're yeah. back. Are you here? What did you do to get back? Did you have to unlock the secret of a scarab beetle necklace or anything? Read from the Book of the Dead. I just watched The Mummy. I had my I had my Crabtooth headset connected, but I just turned that off and put the phone to my ear like it's the 90s. Oh, okay. what the fuck, dude? Yeah, the Grody. That phone, who knows where that phone's Hey, been? Grandpa, nice to talk to you tonight. <laughs> How's your night going? It's good. Slipping out some Kratom, cleaning my apartment. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. See, it inspires the best behavior in people, except for in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's your night so, going? I wanted to talk about a. Uh, I wanted to talk about a. Uh, what a group of that cop really scared. What a, was that? A group of who? Sorry. There was the. Uh, the day of action for um, against the wall when they right? Oh, okay. Okay. And we were marching through a uh, like a tunnel. Okay. And basically, basically surrounded a box cop while chanting. You're coming in. Are you calling on like a VOIP or something? Yeah, you're breaking up. Uh. I don't know, man. I feel like the spirit is taking this guy into the void. Are you calling a VIYP or something? People say VOIP now, which makes me uncomfortable. I feel like VIOP sounds like fucking legit. I got a cell phone. This is cell phone? Yeah. Man, you get the upgrade, man. You need to get that upgrade. Hey, upgrade. Yeah, it's not coming in, man. I'm sorry to do that to you. I'm just not going to fuck around with it anymore, right. to be honest. I got to make a decision. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Have I a good appreciate night. it. Sorry. Got to be rude, too, tonight. Hate to do it, but it's the house of pain. And uh, we're taking your calls. We got we got a few people in the queue. I think we got enough to do. Talk it up, right? Street fight. Sunday night. Uh, feeling high as a kite. But all right. Thanks for calling in. How can I help you? Hey, is this me? Yeah, it is. Is is it you? I mean, only Whoa, you can answer that crazy. question. Yeah, you're here. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling Whoa. in. Hey, hi. Uh, my name's Mina. I'm from College Station, Texas. 
And okay, I think I spent some time there. Are you an Aggie? I am. Yeah, it's great. It's great to see all of the core dudes marching around in their literal brown shirts with their shiny boots and shit. It's awful. Oh God! Wow. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's real, real bad. So what's what's the? I mean, what, of, when is it? When did it start? Or when? I mean, what's what what has caused like the? Is it a recent eruption? Has it been a steady increase? What's what's the scene report? The, yeah. What? No, you, you explain I mean, it's it. Just like, what's up? Well, I was just gonna say I have uh I just I know about the weird things through liking college football, but obviously you could explain it better than I could. School Brian on the weirdness I mean, of I, I'm not- Brian. Sorry, I'm not Brett. thinking like the football, but like just the, just like the the core of cadets here are so like batshit insane. Just like these people who pretend to be in the military and very vocally like anti left and shit. Just like so many like dudes in these weird pseudo military uniforms. With like laptop stickers that are like "Call me Safari" and shit like that. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. That fucking sucks. Yeah, I, I when I went, when I lived in Texas briefly um, in Dallas, my bosses were that way. Like they were just would go on a rant against vegetarianism to me, but be like, "I'm not trying to offend <laughs> you, but I'm just going to cuss out vegetarians." But I think you're okay. I'm going to keep cussing them out and coming up with shit, and it's like. All right, guy, I get it. Like, but you like, you're not gonna fucking. Run, you can't. You're not gonna get me. But it's like, co- just cool it, right? Keep it to yourself. Well, they're just in each other's. Like, they're just in. They're they are too much in our space, and they are too into fucking with our shit. The same way that like we're talking about with the Venezuela stuff. That type of attitude just re- results in them fucking with other people, um, and it sucks. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that. But yeah, those guys wear uniforms and they march around and stuff, and right? Do, and what? And just like try to intimidate people? Just say like the left is, you know, gonna die, whatever. Well, you know, it's like it's like that core cadet shit where it's like, oh, I went to the army because I wanted to, you know, learn discipline and I wanted to have a dude in a shitty bus cut yell at me for hours and hours. Oh and yeah, I wanted to learn like, how to shine I, shoes I, I and shit. I think it's like a career thing. Like some of them go into the military after that, but right. for the most part, it's just it's, it's a bunch of chuds. Just who dress all up exactly the same, and they get yeah. to, they get to wear their spurs and just kind of march around and do whatever. See, but they, you know, um, have you ever seen that documentary "Paris Is Burning"? I've heard of it. I have no, not seen but it. My my friend has. I've been wanting I, to see that. Everybody should watch it. All right. It was. It's from like twenty years ago. It's all about these balls that happen in New York City. But what I thought was interesting, I knew about some of it. But there is a military category where they get full legit uniforms on and do like parade marches and complete routines oh. at these like you know completely underground. LGBTQ events and it's amazing because maybe if we could somehow synergize everybody having a stage to go and do their little thing that makes them happy we could alleviate some of the pressure that these people have to you know that eventually leads them to like killing us you know like there needs to yeah, they, for they sure just give them a, a better fucking outlet right there needs to be a place for them to go and pretend to be military guys and then you know, go and do something else, but, you know, just give them fake weapons or something and, and 
I don't know. Like the yeah, I, the, the and, little and soul, the do, soldier like the vibe officers, is just like so fucked up. Like their little ceremonial swords and shit. Well, because when I think about like my view of the world, I mean, I mean, and I think that for most of us, it isn't like I we don't I don't want to be hacking people's fucking heads off. But would you mind if I, <laughs> like would you mind if uh, we did like free health care, or are you going to start murdering all of us? Like, what the fuck is that about? You know, like uh, are you do you mind if we? I, I'm sorry, but like us over here want to uh, you know live in a in a less like you know church based society or strictly sure. related to the bible we want to have a be pro choice or something you know could you not kill us if we do that maybe not kill us for our beliefs and we won't kill you back and we don't kill you at all yeah that's like baseline society like come on like let's just not kill each other over there come on yeah which it. is it's the most basic baseline society which is what we are but, living in but these are the society. I mean, it's just monkey people, man. Shaved apes that might makes right at the end of the day for them, and that's what they see. Everything comes down to is eventually like, well, I guess you could say whatever you want, but then I can shut you up forever with the with the pull of a trigger. You know, that's their mm-hmm. that's what that's the vibes I get from those fuckers. That's what it comes down to. It always is a matter of like I could beat you up if it, if it's not a gun. It's always I've been threatened to be beat up. I get too smart mouth sometimes with somebody about help Medicare for all, and definitely get threatened to just have the shit beat out of me. You know, and then it's like, well, I guess this argument's over. We're pals again. Uh, you won that argument because you were going to throttle me. <laughs> I drank. Did I drink too yeah, much? Did it get too we dark? Just started. Um We've just started like tabling for um, this sort of leftist organization, kind of loose collective we've been putting together with like zines and shit. And it's been really cool. But every core core person, like core member that's passed us, they've always, they shoot us these very either like quizzical or very kind of just angry, confused stares whenever they see our, our table with our, our little like anarchist zines and shit. It's very telling. It's very fun. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, it sucks because the discomfort that a lot of these people are feeling could be like alleviated with they would they would just get with the program and stop being fucking, you know, so goddamn racist and patriarchal and patriotic. Sure, but you know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the fucking struggle. That's what we're. That's really what I feel like our struggle is. Because other than yeah, that, it's like just you know, murder everybody that doesn't believe what we think, which I'm not too into that ever. Yeah, either. I'm not. Yeah, I'm pretty. <laughs> I, I don't love that train of thought. <laughs> right. And I, I mean, none of us are. I mean, and it just it just sucks because we have we're being controlled by a very small percentage of people that have access to all of the stuff. And like we're saying, convent, like we were saying earlier in the show, conventional wisdom, the one percent has control of conventional wisdom. They're sending down, the banks are sending down messages to our parents that says, if you want your kid to be successful, they need to do what Chase Bank says to be successful. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and... Yeah. Fuck. Sorry, I got lost there. So you said, so they, they, have, they, they haven't been aggressive though? They've just been giving you the, the stink eye? Yeah, for sure. And, and it's because it's the spot we took the table is the exact spot where TPUSA tables on other days and we covered up all their stickers with like these like trans pride stickers and shit so I that may have been kind of kind of shocking to them to see that their sort of safe haven their safe space was taken over by us but um no I mean no one's like yelled at us or anything or told us we're going or told us we're going to help or like being socialists or whatever okay I mean it's it's the fucking matter of time you know 
Well, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I I mean, that that does, I understand it's hard because you have to move forward in that everybody is really fucking scared and doesn't want to do conflict, really. And at the end of the day, they don't want to have to deal with the police yeah. and with hospital bills, and they're not actually about that life enough to really do something. And, and um, you know, you can keep pressing on with your agenda and you know, you don't have to antagonize or go at those people. You can, you know, still do your thing without, uh, without paying them any mind and, and, you know, do your work. And, um, you know, Brian and I, to be honest, we have never had any sort of, I don't, this is like a knock on wood situation, but we've never had any sort of like right wing attention in any sort of regard. And I think that's only because we haven't made a point of, like trying to own people online or battling and, and, and all of messing with people and shit uh, over that, you know, because... Yeah, no, for sure. Like, that, that gets, like, so pointless. Yeah, no, right. we've never tried to, like, actively antagonize someone about that. You know, it's just, you know, we, you know, we, we're, you know, it, it's a big, it's not a very welcoming space for, you know, just like, even leftists in general. Sure. So we're always kind of on edge about that but like no yeah. you know, we never try to start shit with anyone or like yeah come over here and debate us or whatever yeah yeah that makes sense well i mean keep doing it's it's tough to do it man it, i mean it's tough anywhere you try but um you know just make sure that you don't get too much on your plate and keep your shit together and spend some time yeah you know uh making get doing the good work but uh spend some time on yourself too that's important I actually yeah, went to absolutely. I went to a food not bombs meeting last weekend, and the guy was telling me about the way they do their food pickups. And he's like, "Generally, I'm only going to contact you for a food cup pickup if it's nearby, because I feel like if I make you drive across town 45 minutes to go get this stuff, you're not going to be too happy to get my calls anymore, and you're going to sure. burn you out, and it's going to be annoying, and I don't need that, you know." Uh, so that was like, so I thought that was pretty smart that he said that, but you know, dealing with Dealing with those fucking people is dealing with the people in those kinds of areas that are that, you know, upfront about it is a struggle. So I'm sending all the good vibes I can. I'm Absolutely. open. I'm going to open up my third eye. Absolutely. I'm going to do some shit that will fucking get my pineal, pineal gland like fully rocking. And uh, I'm going to send you some extra energy, <laughs> just a little extra. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, we're going to just, I mean, and it's not like it's, anything you know super crazy that we're doing you know we're just tabling for zines but no sure. I mean, we're, everyone's just going to keep doing their best and trying not to you know let shit let shit get to them absolutely yeah it's all about just sort of sort of it's like it's that joe dirt mentality is it yeah you know, elaborate keep on, keep on or whatever that's, oh that's right sure, yeah, right yeah. right yeah okay okay for sure that's what you got to do that keep that joe dirt mentality <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, thanks. Thanks for having me on, y'all. I'm a I'm a first time caller, and I was very scared to be on the air. But thanks for uh, talking to me about this. For sure. Oh, you did a great job. You know what was your name? Nina. Nina. You know what? I'm yeah. going to give you a gift ham. You're going to get a gift ham if you send me a message. I'm going to send you a gift ham in the mail. It'll be stored in its own juices. Um, not any. This isn't a saline solution you, ham. You. Or I can send you a fake ham too. I can send you a, I can send you a coupon for a corn roast, celebration roast. You should have everyone who calls in tweet a reply to the tweet where you're like, "Hey, we're having a call-in show. Call in." And then like 
because I feel like sometimes people say like, hey, here's my Twitter. And then like maybe it's kind of hard to hear. You don't get the exact spelling. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe like, you know. At, like if you hey, tweet. at me, bro. Right. At you at and me, then bro. I'll retweet Sis, you or something. At me, MB. At me, MB. Okay, rolls off yeah. the tongue um, pretty good. So, um, you guys are so fucking cool. Can I can I do it like a like a quick shout out? Can I do a quick plug before I leave? Sure, Absolutely. get in there. I'm gonna. Okay, hell yeah. I I, I never want to be a shill, but um, my friends and I do a podcast called Through the Dream Hole, where people send us their dreams and then we read them and we talk about them and we make dumb jokes about them. That's and awesome. We've been doing it for like a year and we have like 40 subscribers and mm. we would like more people to listen to us. That's but, great. Um, you know. Thank y'all so much. Y'all are fucking awesome. Y'all rock. Yeah, have a good one. We appreciate it. Uh, and and seriously, message me, yeah. and I'll, I'll get you a, a a really firm gift ham with a robust skin um, with a great color on it. Oh my god. Yep. Damn, you the, are an the, angel. The ham of your dreams. The ham of your dreams is coming through the mail. Uh, let's see Thanks. who's on the line next here. How long have we been going? It's only it's a. We've been going like an hour and a half. My phone just died. Halfway through. So I don't through. know what time it is. <coughs> All right. Let's do this. We got enough. I think we can make it through this. I think we can do this. Ain't nothing to this. May I ask who this? Is this me? Yeah, it is. How's it going, buddy? Uh, living the dream. How about yourself? Close. Pretty close. I'm at. I'm kind of at work though, so I can't say I'm all the way there. But um, it is I a little like that. being in a call center. I have like a call queue that I'm trying to get through as well, and I have like an antiquated <laughs> system from like 1998 uh, that I have to run the dialer through. But um, pretty close. Sorry. Word. Well, uh, I got a. I got a quick one. Um, I'm gonna have to go and not phone. That's fine. Uh, you have to go, Terry. Terry. About how I got laid off. You got what's and your you're gonna you're gonna be a Terry uh, if you're anonymous and you gotta tell me the spelling of Terry that you use. Um, I would go T U H R E Y Terry. Terry, yeah, like okay, a, like an East Bay Terry. Terry name's Terry. Me and Terry was uh, fighting over an old tar. <laughs> right, got it. Okay, Terry, let's hear it. So I had a job that was understandably seasonal, and I knew that it was going to be seasonal, and I was contracted to work through uh, the beginning of December of uh, 2018, and uh, then I get, I get my schedule every week, and I'm working Monday through Friday and one day on the weekend. I get there on Monday, and before I can even like, set up my computer and get myself ready to work, uh, the boss sits me down and he's like, oh, no, just just, uh, just take a seat, take a seat. Uh-oh. So I was like, oh, okay, uh, let me run to the bathroom real quick. And I was like, am I about to get laid off? So I, put up, I pulled out my phone and I uh, recorded our entire conversation. Because I what? wanted to have some sort of uh, nice. of what was going down. Yeah, dude, hell yeah. Fuck yeah, and, I love uh, this. Yeah, so I, I pull out my phone, I went to the bathroom, I, I started recording, I came back. And he lets me know that uh, they're going to lay me off from this position. I was hired uh, months prior as a uh, sales manager, and that was in title only. I was sure. at no point given any sort of authority or power. Uh, they just wanted me 
there for the season and they basically used me and then yeah uh, that's why like at the the insurance company i was a an account manager instead of a customer service representative i was an account manager sorry go ahead yeah, See, but that, all pers- that was was being a customer service rep without managing anything. Right. right? I, actually, I remember what they would make us do when people were like, "I want to speak to your manager." You'd be like, "I am an account manager." Like you were supposed to say it with like some authority. Like actually, you're speaking to an account manager right now. <laughs> so that was just a way for the higher ups to just not have to deal with any petty shit. Right. Right. Exactly. So. So uh, he let me know that they were going to have to lay me off um, due to financial reasons, and they were not planning on rehiring uh, the following year. And I asked him, I was like, oh, okay, so what happened with, like, the vision and the plan? Uh, when I was brought onto the team uh, back in, like, March, uh, there, was all this, there was, like, a lot of uh, excitement and energy and, like, enthusiasm for this position, and, like, what didn't go according to plan that I'm getting laid off like three weeks ahead of time and uh, that you're not hiring me back next year. He's like, well, it's just, it's purely a financial decision. Uh, we can't really, uh, we can't just, we financially can't justify having you on board anymore. This like, whole okay, thing. Of- but what didn't go according to plan? And right. What didn't happen correctly that I can't be here? And uh, like, well, you- it's purely financial. You didn't walk into their office and say, you know what? I love it here so much. I'll work for free. That's what yeah, happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Uh, yeah. They were just looking for, like, a yes man. Like, any time I went to this guy with any sort of, like, ideas for how to grow the company or market us differently, uh, he just kind of brushed everything aside. He didn't want any new ideas. He just wanted me to tell him that his ideas were great. But because I was uh, contracted through... December, and they terminated my contract early, I was laid off rather than just, like, work ending, and now I am able to collect unemployment and uh, also have a job delivering pizza for cash under the table. So instead of paying me for three more weeks of employment, they're paying me for six months of unemployment. Well, that's good. Yeah, that fucking kicks ass. Yeah, it's pretty solid. So I've been uh, enjoying that, and... uh, Sort of looking for another job, but uh, not looking super hard because I've got six months and I, I do have, um, I got enough to get my bills paid and things aren't terrible. So uh, Man, I'm telling like you, the last month not smoking any weed so that when I do find a job, I can just get it right away. Yeah. But that saved some money as well. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm at now. That's, that's great. That's just what I wanted to call in and share my story. So real quick one. Uh, thanks very much for having me. You guys are great. Uh, shout out to my boy Ryan. He got me into the show. And, uh, thanks, Ryan. Yeah, that's that's it. That's my story. That's my tale. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, six months off is fucking nice, dude. I mean, like I remember there was a period when I got fired from the warehouse, and I watched all of Battlestar Galactica, and like uh, I caught up with the whole thing, like as it was wrapping up, and I f- was so fucking moved by it. It was like the most incredible thing in my life because I was at such a down point. But mm-hmm. it was just was like the biggest escape ever was just watching that show. Right. Yeah. And going on like forums and talking about all the episodes and shit that and like lost. Uh, but like when I, you know, this was like, I, I you know, having that time uh, when you get the unemployment, a little bit of padding is fucking nice. Yeah. I mean, really good television or really good movies. You can yeah. really kind of like 
I'm not the guy that just lost his job. Like I'm actually a fucking I'm I'm a space guy. Yeah. I'm an astronaut. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm really the galaxies. I'm enraptured in this. Well, let's see. I got I got another call here. I think we're going to take a break. Do we have to break p- crepe abilities tonight? Can we do breaks? Trying to take a minute to step away to get some water, take a breath, and uh, reorient my chakras and shit. Okay, so we do that. Well, let's get this last call. Let's get one more call in. Let's see who we got on the line here. Uh, Thank you for calling Street Fight. Are you doing all right tonight? Oh, no. Where you at? Get in there. Hello? Thanks for calling. Hey, how's it going? Who's going? How's it going? Who is this? Hey, it's Brian. Brian who? You, Brian Quinn, being Street Fight Radio. <laughs> oh, really? What do you do? I thought you were at a concert. I am at a concert. I'm standing outside smoking a cigarette. Oh shit! Who's playing? You told me. You told uh, me. Black, Tys- Lips, Black Lips just finished, and it was very good. You didn't say anything about Cherry Glazer. Brett told that to me. I like. They I played like, at six o'clock. They play. They were playing when I got here. They're great too. I like them a lot. Yeah, they're good. Deerhoof is good too, and that Japanese band that I can't say the name of is really good. Ooh, Deerhoof was there too. Wow, I really missed out on that one. Where are you at? Where's the spot? Yeah, it's at Bluestone, right? I'm at the Bluestone. It's like a big church. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, they do those like thin people it, at this in, concert. Everybody, everybody's thinner than me. Oh, you're the big man on campus. Not only that, I'm the only guy without hair. I think that's the you, thing that's really got me tonight. Is that like I looked over, at, I I uh, looked up at the stage where the Black Lips were playing, and I was like, "This is why I'm not a rock star." Because they all had like so much hair, dude. Yeah, that is how <laughs> we need to get you some real tree to wear to when you go to events like that. Can you get like a real tree sweatsuit? The laptop. Yeah, people would be intimidated though. Yeah, you would just be able to walk anywhere you want. Hey, fair warning, Brian. I glanced at the Twitch stream, and one hundred percent of the comments regarding me tonight were about my big stupid hair. So. I'm just saying. I don't know. You just well, hey, that's what you get for having hair on the screen. Hey, I mean, just you know, maybe people might come to expect a certain. We're gonna get Brian. We're gonna get yeah. a wig, but well, we're gonna have eventually. We'll have a wig budget, and Brian's gonna get a really luxurious wig that looks professional, like the type of shit that like Ray Liotta gets. I'll give you my hair, and I'll wear the blue jackets hat. That's how. That. I mean, that's how we get more famous, right? Like, we just get me a bunch of hair. Like, and people like, will be like, these guys mean business. I need, a, I need a hairline rehab. I want mine to get, like, right above my eyebrows. Like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets the hair drug, and then, like, one day after he has hair, he becomes the vice president of the power plant? For sure. <laughs> you that's know, all it uh, takes to get to the every top. Every radio guy that I listen to had got, got like Howard Stern has hair plugs. Howard Stern, uh, famous. Anthony from Opie and Anthony have hair plugs. Yeah. So I mean, once the Patreon gets to a certain point, there's probably going to come a time where I feel like I have to do something for the good of the show. Yeah, it makes sense, man. I'm glad we can. This is way more likely than an eyebrow piercing. <laughs> I mean, like that that surgery, like going for that surgery. Like, I know Howard Stern, he didn't say what he did, but Anthony from Opie and Anthony was like, I'm going to get hair plugs. And I was like, mm, that's pathetic, though. You shouldn't do, like, 
Yeah, I mean, don't say you're doing it. You're like I, a wrestler, man. Oh, I always had this long hair. Be right. like LeBron. Don't address it. Just show up one year with more hair. It happens. Yeah, he's crazy. He should. He should let. He. He should shave though. Once it starts to get. Once you start having to like do special things to your headband to <laughs> have it at your hairline, that's when you got to be like, okay, I'm just going to shave the head. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the hat is great substitute for hair as well. I mean, I love hats. I'm just addicted to them. So, Thursday is this week, right, Brian? Thursday is happening this Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday? <laughs> and Thursday. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm saying... Plug that show. Make it a big week, thing, dude. right? Yeah. Are they... Are they coming here, or are you guys going to, like, interview them somewhere? Or? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I haven't got the response. I have talked to Jeff. He's going to come on the show. I think we're probably going to go to him. I don't know where they're at, but at some point, you're going to get a street fight with Jeff Rickley from Thursday, this week. Great band. Yeah, the best. I'm going to be in, sure we're doing just a regular show, right? Yeah, I want to just, I mean, we'll t- I want to get a little bit of, you know, f- stuff in there. Um, but I feel like we should just do a regular street fight show. Just talk shit about an article with him. I want Brett to cry. I I might cry if I have to. Yeah. Um, Hey, you know, Thursday, they have some really emotional stuff. I know, man. I was just telling Katie how crazy, how crazy it is. You meet those guys and they're all so cool. Like you feel like you shouldn't even be in the same room with them. They have like extra dangly stuff from their shirts and like, (laughs) Jean jackets and stuff. <laughs> I I fucking love those guys. Yeah, I am. It's a huge deal for me. I'm not trying to be a fan, uh, too big of a fan about it. But it's it's just it's one of those great moments where I remember listening to them as I was working at this clothing resale shop, and uh, people just being like, "I don't fucking get this, man." And I'm like, "This is like my life. This is what everything I, to me right now." At first, <laughs> I I did not like them at first, like. 2004 ish yeah whenever i first heard about them like i was super into like the blood brothers okay and right. like nirvana because i've always been into them and then like the fall of troy and stuff and these guys are like it's okay but i really wish that they were like louder and they yeah. hollered more but now it's like man i fucking i love those guys yeah they do a great job i, I, mean, I can't believe we get to see the whole album all the way I through was thinking too. about it it's one of the loudest bands I listen to now. The guy fucking screams. Nobody does that anything I listen to anymore. I'm kind of excited to just stand in that pit and scream the whole time. Oh, I know. So much tactical screaming going also, on. Like knowing, knowing, like it's so cool. I really think that like if I was, if you're a, like a band that's been around for a long time, you should just play whole albums because that's like the coolest gimmick ever, man. No, it's great. And the fact that we're going to go through the first two albums is so cool. That's awesome. I, I used to have, when I worked at Discover Card, when I worked at the call center, I had a Thursday quote in my signature. My office <laughs> signature had a Thursday quote in it. <laughs> from it was from war all the war all the time like CEO with you, that kind of thing man you remember like message board signatures and for like sure aim away messages yeah, man. and stuff you pay yeah. people to make one with you as sonic the hedgehog war all the time that was the first one that i listened to oh yeah i uh i was before that yeah, all right guys i'm gonna go watch ty siegel go get in there Nice. Yeah, go see Ty Siegel. He's great. I love you guys. Show those, Have a good night. Show those damn ruffians. We love boss. you too. Good night, bud. Peace, peace. Bye, guys.
Peace in the Middle East, right? And everywhere. And pretty much everywhere else. Peace everywhere. Except for the fucking pit. Except for in the pit. Oh, man, it's only three more people in the queue right now. Should we go for it or we should take a break? You know, you mentioned break, and I kind of started to have that in my heart. Like, okay, let's take a break. Three people in the in the room, you're going to have to wait like six minutes while we take a break. Can we do that? You're just going to go to silent, or can I play music?
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for being here. Street Fight Radio, taking your calls all night long. Extra hours in here. It's the house of pain. So we'll go longer than three hours. Fuck it. Call in 614-655-3887. Let me know uh, your latest trip report. Um, Let me know um, what you think about the Bilderberg Group. Give me your thoughts on World Trade Center Tower 7. Um, we are taking your calls at 614-655-3887. It's the same number every single week. We do it Sunday nights in the 9 o'clock hour, Eastern Standard Time. Um, we will be here next Sunday as well. I know we've been having events going on, but Brian will be back next Sunday. We'll be here for a call-in show next Sunday as well, so write that number down. If you want to get involved with the chat, head over to Twitch, YouTube, Facebook or Twitter. You can talk some shit. This is Sinister. The um, music here, once again, was Sinister Realities by Cell Phone. You can find them at cellphone100.bandcamp.com. And if you're a street fighter and you make music, we'd love to share your stuff. You know, fuck the streaming services and all the bullshit, big name shit. We're about DIY around here. So bandcamp shit whatever you got send it to us i need something that can play for like 10 minutes though so if you got one hot song and you send me a wave file of it you're not gonna make it on the show i need like a solid 10 minutes to throw in um while i go drain the lizard so let's see who's on the phone here thanks for calling street fight you ready to get rowdy tonight hell yeah i am perfect thanks for calling man appreciate hell it yeah uh it's uh, Nick from uh, Wisconsin. Hi, Nick uh, from Wisconsin. Getting... What's that? I said, hi, Nick from Wisconsin. How is our volume? Uh, I think you just cut out a little bit there in like a mid-sentence, but it's all good now. Uh, yeah, we're currently getting slammed by a snowstorm right now. I don't know if it's going to hit you guys. You're used but, to it, right? Uh, like, what's that? Are you used to it? Uh, kinda. You from around there, or I are you mean, a transplant? Oh yeah, I've lived here pretty much all my life. And you're still not used but, to uh, it, like? Oh, I'm used to it now. Okay. Yeah, it's been a pretty rough winter. I'm with you, dude. In- Compared to the other one, yeah, I agree. Actually, man, I uh, I had to admit today that like my seasonal affective disorder has finally taken hold and got the best of me because I've had two sinus infections. The weather has been awful. It's been rainy, icy, freezing. The wind out today was incredible. I went and ran outside today in these like, and just it was so cold outside, um, and it's so hard to make it through this shit. I, I I mean, even last year around March and April, I was saying to my wife, like, I have to have a plan next year. And I wanted to get involved with like a gym or some sort of activity that would get me out of the house. And we've been going to the YMCA to swim and I've been working out more, but like the sickness in the like snow days, my daughter hasn't gone to school for like a whole week. And it's just like throws everything off balance. And it's just, totally consumed me finally and i've just i've been a shithead recently it fucked me up <laughs> yeah i know uh i've had a lot and yeah there's been a lot of coworkers that my, my work that have been like 
we've been running on like skeleton crew for like the last week because people just keep getting sick. It really sucks. But yeah, of this... course, like management won't really step down and help out with anything. They just you know stay in their air conditioned offices while we get to freeze and all that other shit. So that sucks. Yeah, assholes. Hey, you know what? Nuts to them. That's yeah. what I say. You got them. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate like, it. Honest- hope hope things warm up. So what's going on yeah. in Wisconsin? So, um, well, there was a like a hundred car pileup on an interstate. And one neat. person was killed in it. Oh, that's not neat. So that it was really bad. Yeah, um, and like I think they said like a. Oh, go ahead. No, I was say that's tough. I mean, uh, you got to persevere. You're going to make it through this winter. It's going to happen soon. I feel like we're going to break free. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully at this rate. I mean, <laughs> like the previous seasons, I wouldn't be surprised if we get hit with like a snowstorm in like May. But, I mean. It did yeah, snow it was- in April here last year. I I think I think Wisconsin is roughly as far north as North Dakota and I lived in I lived up there for 3 years and it snowed on Cinco de Mayo all 3 years that I wow. lived up there. Wow. That is cold. It's not great. Yeah. Well, I mean, do are you doing like have you tried sledding or anything? What about that? Does that do anything for you? Uh wait. It's way too windy to do, like, anything outside right now. Damn. And, like, we're actually... And it sounds like it's supposed to snow, like, from Tuesday to Saturday. So it's going to get way worse before it gets any better. Yeah, I mean, you got to find... You got you to gotta get outside somehow and find a reason to be outside because it makes you go mad when you're, like, stuck in the house all the time. And you know what, for me, is really bad now, too, is, like, everything costs money. And I'm really conscious about how much we're spending right now. So, like, I want to get out of the house, but I got to spend mm-hmm. money to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I've got, like, a friend who's, like, grandpa has, like, a barn on a hillside. And, like, we'll go sledding down there, like, snowboarding or whatever. Tight. Sometimes. Great. So, I love that. We try to stay fun with what we got. Yeah. I started taking my daughter sledding, and uh, it's one of those... I mean, you know, once you see the world through the eyes of a child, like it all makes sense again. You know, it's like uh, this is really fun and we can do this for free. We just have to walk to the end of the street to the park Mm -hmm. and just walk up this hill and go down it. It's the best. I love it. One of my favorite activities. Well, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. And and try to stay warm uh, and uh, keep your eye on the prize, which is March is around the corner. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I don't really have much else other than complaining about my boss and how he's just kind of a, I don't know, he's and he's kind of a gloater. Mm-hmm. And like, That's tough. I was complaining about, like, I got to drive 20 minutes to work, which obviously doesn't help when there's an active snowstorm going out right now. Yeah. But, I mean, like... He lives like literally a couple seconds down the road, and he was like, uh, "You're saying like, yeah, I only have to spend like such and such on gas every month." And I'm just like, "Cool, I probably spend more on gas than like a fucking 
week than you do in a year. It's like it's not, it's oh, not worth I, bragging about. Oh, me. you you don't also yeah. live twenty seconds away? Yeah. Well, um, why don't that's, you? That's a weird yeah. flex. Have you tried living as close to <laughs> yeah your job as he does? I mean, I mean, have you even really tried? Yeah, how much do you want this job? I'm wondering because it's like the job is I'm happening right here. I'm kind of questioning your commitment to this place by not living right next door to it. The job happens here, and like you're supposed to be all about it, and then like you're just 20 minutes away. I mean, when, they're if, they're paying you thousands of dollars a year. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, basically, if you're not willing to live in your car, uh, we don't think you're committed enough to the job. You know, that's how it goes, man. Well, thanks Especially for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Peace. Sorry, that guy was kind of an Eeyore. Bosses. <laughs> uh, let's see um, who is on the phone here next. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey there. How's it going? Good. How oh, about hello? yourself? Daniel out of, uh, oh, this is Daniel out of Austin, Texas. How are hello, things in Austin? Daniel. Uh, they're, they're all right, man. Um, I... Uh, Wanted to give out a shout out to my friend who uh, doesn't work for me all uh, in Central Texas. Don't want to give out too much of their personal information, but sure. just uh, they're a good comrade of mine, and uh, I've been very uh, helpful throughout all of my radical organizing down here in Central Texas. So I just want to give a quick shout out to them. Shouts uh, out to do that you maybe person. Maybe know what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm not sure. I missed Hello? all that. Oh, okay. They're Sorry. I don't. Anywho. Okay. Uh, I got a small, I got a pretty crazy small tyrant uh, business story. I recently just got out of not too long ago, and um, I used to work at a small uh, hoop lounge, like right next to the UT. Okay. And um, type this dude, I don't know how else to describe him except for like a real life version of what Felix Biederman tries to portray on Chapo. Okay. You know, it's like the like a like a pissed off like Iraq war vet who plays Fortnite all day, and that's <laughs> sure. literally what he did. He like wow. had us do all the work, yeah, and he would just play Fortnite constantly. And his whole thing was like, well, I could do all your jobs combined, and like he's like constantly reminded us that he used to have to do that with his brother. And I was like, okay, uh, but he like if, if anything happened, he would like immediately blame us if we like left the bathroom like even not even close to fucking. Like it, it, like one hair or something on a toilet, and he like fired two people. You know, um, God damn. when I was when I was nice, down, but when, when I was downrange in Iraq, scream at us. And the bathroom was dirty. Pardon? <laughs> he was saying that. You, Sorry, you, I, I hope I'm not talking too fast. I'm. I guess I talk really fast when I'm hot. No, blaze the shit right now. You're, you're fine. fine. Oh God. Okay, but um, the craziest thing that happened to my friend, uh, he, uh got hired uh, a little bit after because he quit for a little while, kind of like me, and uh, was convinced to come back because uh, my boss is, like, really manipulative and, like, oh, you're the best worker, but they also scream at you and, like, yeah. it's a whole thing. That's Yeah, nice. and he, uh, this guy, I, I guess, like, he was like, I'm an engineer. I can't come in every day. Uh, it's just temporary, but I need to come in one day a week. And even though that's, like, kind of a stretch you he, he explained like if you can't handle that just let me know and i'll go and my boss instead of like saying nah yeah, we can't do that 
or yeah, we can do that, but here's how. He instead just like had an emotional reaction that was just unbelievably like high up and fire tempered. Like he just screamed at him, was like, Hey man, you know, you not just give a shit, like everyone else is pulling their weight and you want to drop out now. Like he, wow. get, he got mad that the dude was basically quitting. Uh, cause we had lost a bunch of people cause he screams at people yeah. and, uh, he let a, like a, a fucking dude who came in all the time and was harassing our only female employee and like, just let him back in after he apologized. And she was like, I don't feel safe working here. And he was just like, well, I, if he apologized, isn't that enough? And it was just fucking nuts. But it came to kind of like, uh, uh, a really, really fucking awful point when, uh, my so they had a spat where like uh my friend called him a, a dickhead or whatever uh behind his back and uh my other coworker snitched on him to my boss and told him everything and my boss is like all right when he comes in to pick up his last paycheck uh i, I want to talk to him and i was like oh no so like i hit up my friend like hey just letting you know most pretty pissed if you want to come in and pick up your paycheck just try to get in and get out that's he's like, fucked all right. up so he comes in what that's so fucked up, man. It's the people that run that type of environment where, like, uh, you, uh, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I'm getting frustrated. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm talking with you fast. It's I, my heart's beating a million miles an hour because I'm reliving this shit. And he, like, fuck. He comes down like he sleeps all the guys. He's either on fucking Fortnite or he's upstairs in the hookah lounge where, like, they we only open up that for big parties and whatnot. And he's up, he's just asleep up there. And, um, so, uh, Michael comes around and, uh, my, uh, my other coworker was like, oh, uh, we can't find your last paycheck. It's not with all the others because we just got the paycheck. That's why he was in. He asked, oh, can I come by three hours prior, right? Mm -mm. Sorry. I shouldn't have said his name. Fuck. Um, so we can edit it out. He, what? I can edit it out. Okay, cool. Um, but this dude, like, he apparently took this my friend's paycheck and hid it from uh, all the other ones. And he, like, personally kept it upstairs with him while he was sleeping. Right? So, so that he could confront the guy? Mo, hey, where is my friend's paycheck? And he's like, I'll be down uh, in two seconds. And I was like, weird? Okay. I have and to then, wait until class is uh, over because I'm in the eighth fucking grade. Because that's how young you'd have to pardon? be to do some shit like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep it. Go, keep, continue the story. Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. I, I'm, I'm like I said, a million miles an hour right now. Your, um, your boss is a like, goddamn like, child, is what I'm trying to say. Oh no. Well, okay. A little bit of background on this guy. Like you would not expect this. So I, dude was. Uh, he, I don't know if he's just one of those, like, like how Felix calls them, uh, lighter cousin guys. Because uh, he definitely lied all the time about, like, who he could have fucked and all this kind of shit. But he uh, told me that he was born in Iraq, but his um, uncle was the head of state security for the King of Jordan, a U.S. ally, right? And so when he joined uh, the Marines, uh, he had, like, sort of a diplomatic kind of connection in the military, right? Yeah, Does that make sense? 
Uh, sure. Sure. I mean, I guess in like movie logic. I don't think that that's a thing, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think he's definitely he's definitely fucking lying. But yep. he, like, show me like he he like show me his his great uncle or whatever or his uncle when like uh, they came to the the hookah bar. But uh, I, I just whatever. All I knew for sure was that he was in the military and he like invaded his his own hometown in Iraq, which is just like mind fucking boggling. I don't. I don't know. He constantly went on about like how he hated like extremist Muslims, even though he was a Muslim, and like he also like went on about how like he like hated like thugs and criminals and all this kind of shit. And he constantly like buddy up with the West Campus cops, which were like notorious for repressing uh, student activism. So it was extremely uncomfortable whenever he would like constantly have the cops over for free hookahs or anything like that. Right? Sure. And, like, I was just like, fuck, like, uh, these dudes might recognize me because, like, I've done some stuff. Like, I, I, it's, Austin's a big town, but, like, it's the same fucking kinds of people that show up at UT and show up in Riot Gear every single time. Like, we, there's a running joke with one of them uh, because he's, like, he's so fucking stupid and he specifically tries to intimidate it. Anywho, so, like, um, these cops are showing up, right, and uh, all the time, so... Right to the situation where my friend's coming in to pick up his last paycheck, this dude fucking plots this whole thing where he comes downstairs and, like, I have no idea what's going on. He comes downstairs and, and says, like, yes, I'd like to report an individual. Uh, he's a, a 20-something, uh, like, uh, five-foot-something uh, Mexican-American male, uh, blah, 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 blah. He uh, has been threatening me, all this shit, and I was just like in shock. So, and wait, like, he called who? I didn't your, know what the fuck was going your, on. Your boss called they, they the call, cops. He, <coughs> he called he the cops. The fucking cops that were his friends in West Campus. Oh my god! He knew, even though he, yeah, even though he wasn't telling the truth, they wouldn't have ever, ever looked into it because yeah. like they're they're friends, like they're yeah. actually their friends. Like they go to each other's weddings and shit. It's nuts. This is the cops' customer so, service like, for I'm, your life. What? This is somebody using the cops' customer service for their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like they're, but they're like they're buddy buddy. So like he apparently every single time uh, he's gotten to a like a fist fight with someone who like was like like what he says is like trying to rob a store or like trying to rob someone or like uh, trying to like. Go after a person, like whatever. How like, many he, times does that happen? Like, a... Pardon? How many times can that possibly happen in one person's life? I don't know, man. I mean, he showed me videos and stuff, and like, I think he might. I don't know if he had PTSD because like he didn't sleep ever, and he constantly like was retelling his war stories and like constantly playing fighting games and like always about violence and being aggro and all this kind of stuff and like. Um, wow. I didn't know what to do. Like, I, yeah, I, like, I come from kind of an abusive household. Um, so, like, especially, like, with my dad, like, I, I, like, older buff men, I can't really, like, it, I get, I kind of, like, go into a shell. Like, I just don't, yeah. I become, like, very, very passive, and it's really frustrating. I've been trying to work on it, but, like, uh, just having him there and, like, constantly 
radiate that. Like I was just in, uh, I was constantly like, I would not say anything. I wouldn't talk back. I wouldn't do anything. And I, I regret that. But like, sure. This, this one scenario, well, like, I did it, this... it, just, it all happened so fast. Like he called the police, my friend's outside. I can't talk to him because I have to be at the front counter. The police show up. They start harassing him and saying that he has a restraining order on this, uh, on the, on the property. And it like, what, what the thing about this is, is that the, um, Jordanian family that Mo, or sorry, mm, this, my boss is associated with, uh, also owns a bunch of businesses in Central Texas. So okay. he's not allowed to go to any of those businesses now, and he might have something on his record. And he's a student at UT, so it's going to be brought up with his dean. When did this happen? Uh, about six months ago. God damn. That's awful. I, yeah. I just... Can I get an anarchist perspective on this? Because, like, I've been talking to my Malice comrades, and, like, I... I'll be honest, y'all, like, I'm an anarchist, but, like, I've been re- leaning really fucking hard into Maoism because, like, I need something, I'll be, I'll be frank, I need something violent and fast against these fuckers. Like, they are, they are, they are weaponizing the bourgeois institutions that they have in, in like, a, a crazy accelerationist scale, and I, ju- I don't know what else to do. Um, I mean, the type of environment that, I, you know, we had, a, we had something that just happened recently here in Ohio. Um, where the Sonics in three like little remote towns, Lancaster, um, I can't remember the Circleville and one other place, the, all of the crews ended up putting a sign up on the doors that said, because of the recent changes with Sonic, you know, franchise E ownership in the agreement, we're fucking leaving and they all quit altogether. And, I mean, I think I would like to see more stuff like that. Like Brian and I always say, there's more shitty jobs out there. Um, But I mean, that guy's one behavior is really hard to get a handle on because, you know, people do respect um, that kind of respect that valor and think that that's somebody that gets shit done. Um, But you're right. It's a really toxic and unacceptable and the type the not the shit that we don't need any more of in the world. I mean, I I hope your boss wakes up in the morning and he can't poop. Like I hope he gets like constipated. <laughs> um, but like I don't I don't want to say that like I, w- I I wish all bosses would get like torn to pieces in an angry mob. Like I I don't know like that's that sucks so bad. I'm real sorry. Yeah, that's shitty. That's really bad. Um, I just I just would not work there anymore. Uh, make a scene of it. Tell them their shit to their face. I mean, that's that's all I've ever done. I also am comfortable with a with a high level of dysfunction. I've sat through some real like shit that would make everybody gulp. That may, I certainly did too. Um, but at the same time, you know, when I had a chance, you kind of tell them you're a fucking piece of shit and nobody respects you around here. And you know, I think you're an indecent human or whatever. Whatever's on your your mind, I mean, it it is it is great to kind of get that out there. If that's, I don't know how much more violent you want to get than that. Your yeah, your boss is the um, fucking worst. I talked to so, so I talked to the guy that got involved, like the whole cop got involved with my my, my friend. Um, yeah, and he like it was trying to do something with a lawsuit. So I don't know what the legal parameters of that are, but like I've talked to my local chapter of my Malice comrades uh, about staging some sort of like mass demo 
Um, uh, but like the thing that I got back from my some of my Alex comrades was that um, uh, well, two things. One, a lot of people just got like a bunch of a bunch of fucking arrests. It's been really rough. Like one of my friends has uh, like several decades in probation, uh-huh. and uh, like they had to fucking like leave and go back home uh, to another part of Texas. And like, uh, they were like, look, we're, we're fighting pretty hard on like the gentrification issue here in East Austin. And we just like, I've completely, like they dismantled their student, um, uh, organization uh-huh. because like they had gotten way too much like shit from MAGA chud and, uh, also the, uh, like the administration. Right. Um, and, the local, like, uh, campus police uh, that my boss is friends with uh, have been especially merciless to uh, leftist groups. Uh, they had a no-mask policy that they just passed where, like, anyone who's, like, even seen covering their face for, like, a moment uh, is, like, that's immediate subject to arrest. Wow. Um, and, yeah, so, like, we have been trying to plan something, but, like, I, I just, I don't know, like, what to do about it because, like, Uh, he's trying to do the whole legal angle. I'm trying to do the whole, like, let's actually try to use this as an example for uh, how we can, like, you know, like, why capitalism is bad and why we need to overthrow it and how we can do it. Yeah, can Uh, you... But, like, he's not convinced. Like, he's just a liberal. You know what I mean? Yeah, are you you in any of the, like, Facebook groups or Discord or anything like that? Facebook groups? Yeah, for Street Fight or like the Discord for Street Fight? Oh no, I, I deleted all my social media, man. That that shit was a shit show. Okay, understandable. Um, well, no, I, I just like I I got involved in some weird shit. Like I I'm not going back. Sure, sure. Do you have an email? I have a I got an email. I also got Signal. Do you know, it's like an encrypted service. Yeah, I know Signal. And I also have that encrypted email. Uh, I think it's. Hang on, let me look. It's like a. Proton mail. I got proton mail too. Would you, would you want to give that out and let people that that would be interested in organizing that with you or helping out? You know, some people might be able to to help you in some sort of regard. I mean, that usually happens if you put it out there in the group. Absolutely. I I mean, like uh, the the pro- so like in San Marcos, I've seen like a lot more anarchists um, and just like you know more big tent umbrella stuff. Now that I go to school there, uh-huh. um, but. Uh, like in Austin, there was a huge fucking divide uh, between like the Maoists and the anarchists there because like the anarchists like kept infighting a shit ton uh, to the point where like all the anarchists just started to splinter and no longer be associated with anything. Really, that's um, surprising. Except for like Matt. a couple of like study group places, that and then like the Maoists so had to like disassemble parts. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just saying that that's surprising. It happens so rarely with groups of leftists, the infighting and the splitting up. It's it almost never happens. Yeah. Like I, there there is just some weird like I, I want to phrase this delicately. Like I strictly mean neoliberal, very neoliberal style identity politics that got um, incorporated into a lot of the discussion. Where it was like, uh, for instance, like there was a, a whole thing of, like, command of leadership that happened within the anarchist org, which is really weird because, like, the first five founding members or whatever decided that they got to have, like, a super vote over everyone. Oh. And, like, mm. um, 
there was several situations where like a uh, trans friend of mine was like, hey, uh, what the fuck, that's not okay. And they were like, well, you can't, like, you shouldn't be trying to talk to me as X person, right? And it was just like, okay, well, you are, like, doing something that's, like, putting us in detriment or, like, you know, uh, like, a lot of it had to do with, like, not wanting to organize with Malice uh, because they were, like, a larger group. And, like, they would just call the shots and, like, other people would be like, hey, we disagree. And it's like, well, from my perspective, you don't understand how it is. And it's like, well, this is affecting all of us. So it was just this whole fuck up and, like, everyone just started to get into these personal kind of attacks and like it just it, it no longer was about like are we going to organize with the Maoists or not and like the Maoists came out and were like uh why are you rejecting theory and uh they were like oh well you know we uh uh we we just don't want to have propaganda thrown our way and it, it was just like really hostile and like not not very good um and, like, it caused a huge fissure because other people were like, why can't we organize with these people? We have all the same tactics and goals. So what if they want to show up, show up? Like, there's no harm in reading literature. Yeah. And, like, uh, I, I mean, I, I think with it, it got to a point. I'm sorry. Yeah, with, with all things involved Pardon? with that, I mean, you have to just follow your passion and where, where you're going with it and see who is up for carrying that burden with you and let the other people go to the side. And, and you know, they can... Maybe their hearts are in the right place, but they're not going to help this time or whatever it is. But just you need to move towards what feels right for you and see who's willing to help out in that cause, you know? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. like, uh, all of that, all of that infighting, you know, that's kind of like the shitty boss that was the, the subject of this call to begin with. Like, uh, you know what? The, those people benefit from all of that sort of bickering. So, you know, I don't know, like, I think very big picture, 10,000 foot view, you guys are on the side of, you guys are on the same side as far as, I don't know. The there, are world. Shitty, there are shitty bosses that get away with everything, and then there's everyone else, and I feel like those... Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I was on that. I was on that side, and that's why I didn't get along with the more like sectarian anarchists, and like that's why we can't really form anything um, that isn't like specifically with one group. Like, uh, if you want to do anything, uh, you go towards the the specific communist uh, group, uh, Defender Hoods, in in on the east side of Austin, and but they mostly focus on gentrification. So you have student issues. You have Issues in other parts of Austin, like in the you know the satellite areas, like uh, you know uptown, like Round Rock or anything like that. Like, there's not much resources. They just don't have enough people to do much because like other people, some people got cases and the other people just don't want to work in groups. And it's it's a fucking shit show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's rough out there. Um, thanks for calling in though and sharing with us. I appreciate it. I'm so get- sorry. Yeah. Get these calls Absolutely. in. Thanks for taking the call. But yeah, I'm glad. Don't, to, don't uh, be sorry. You were a great caller. I, but no, I'm glad also that you were able to prove that um, one of the char- one of the straw man characters from the Chapo Trap House podcast is absolutely a real person, actually in real life. He's a, he's a real fucking dude. He Seriously. talks like him. He acts like him. Doesn't sleep. He drinks monsters all the time. Felix Spinnerman all the fucking way. That's it. That's I, a real dude. And I he hope is a hookah lounge owner. <laughs> I hope owner. he wakes up tomorrow and he can't poop. 
and he's uncomfortable about yep. it. All right. Well, <laughs> let's get our next one in here. Thanks for calling. Good I night, appreciate friend. it. Have a good one. We got two more to go. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry to cough into the mic. I know it bothers some people. They're into the sinus infection ASMR stuff. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to today? Hey, tonight? guys. How hey, are you? What's up? Sub, sub, sub. Hey, this is uh, Mark. I'm calling from Raleigh. Yeah, Hi, cool. Mark from Raleigh. North Carolina in the house, huh? That's crazy. Yeah, we're coming soon. We're going to get down there. Oh, to Raleigh? Well, somewhere around there, probably. All right, well, Georgia's close enough. My parents live down there. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's on the way. Somewhere in North Carolina for sure. Oh, nice. I'll be I'll be sure to be there. Um No, I thought about you guys uh this morning when uh an acquaintance of mine in the neighborhood well, he's not really. Like our our kids go to school together, so I've been to his place a couple of times. He's friendly. Okay. He's uh ordered some stuff from my business, but uh he invited me to go to a benefit for uh uh he told me a local cop who had gotten injured. Uh-huh. Here at some local bar. Right. <clears throat> today. So he asked me if I wanted to come out. And uh, I told him, you know, going to cop benefits aren't high on my uh, my list of things I want to be doing. Sure. You you were respectful he, about you know, it, though? So, so, I mean, did you call him a pig or anything? Sorry. Well, no, I just said, I just said cop. I mean, I, sure. I think cop is derogatory enough. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. I mean, at least I feel like it. I mean, at least I feel like it should be giving somebody a hint not to be asking me to come out and hang out with, a, you know, at that type of a function. Right. So right. He, he pressed and he says, uh, it'll be good for your, for your business. And I said, uh, associating with cops. And he said, yeah. And I was like, no, that's okay. I said, I'll take that marketing risk. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, other decisions I can make with my business. So he's yeah. trying to get so, you in the uh, boys' club, right? What's that? He's trying to get you in the boys' club. Like the good old boys, the regular, yeah, you, kind know, of. you know, law and order guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, was- not a, that's not a crew I'm comfortable uh, hanging out with, the Blue Lives Matter uh, group. Yeah, there was, um, you know, early, in my early days, there was a tattoo artist that, I, that uh, I used to hang around, and he started hanging around with the Masons and stuff, and he, there was cops and shit, and then all of a sudden, I was like, well, I'm not cool with them, man, because they threw my fucking friends in jail, you know? Like, I, I don't, right, I mean, I'm exactly. always in hysterics thinking about what the cops could take away everything from me, you know? I mean, they could ruin my whole yeah. fucking life, and they're doing it all day long to people that I know aren't causing any harm to anybody, you know, and they're a tool of oppression yeah. and f- for the state of uh, fucking a, a, a government that I don't agree with. And I was just forced to be a part of. Yeah, exactly. It, he tells me, uh, I, I, I said, look, I said, when you get there, if you don't see, I said, you, you take a little, you take a little three, three second video for me and send it to me. If I don't see any, uh, Blue Lives Matter or black and white upside down American flags or, uh, you know, POW shirts or anything in there. I said, I, 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 I might come over, but then probably not just to be safe. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a, that's anyway. a bit specific, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I get I get what you mean, though. I mean, um, it's kind of it's pretty gnarly the way that a little bit of critique of the police has turned into them doubling down. Where at like Walmart, you can get stickers for the back of your car now. You know, they have uh, the shit on demand. You know, everywhere I go now, there's a there's a Blue Lives Matter option available for everything that I look at. You know, if I'm looking for workout gear online, there's a Blue Lives Matter um, sweat wicking fucking thermal shirt. You know, it's just such a it's just such a loud dog whistle. You know, it's not even a dog whistle. Yeah, I don't know. It's um. And it's, it comes from a lot of people, too, that have broken the law so much. That's what me and Brian always go back and forth about is, like, these are guys that I broke into cars with, you know? Like, guys that uh, we stole from the fucking store, like, every single day during the summer and did acid all day long. And now, all of a, all of a sudden, they're law and order people that think that everybody needs to be thrown in jail. It's yeah, really to weird. your point, I think a lot of people. Uh, I think a lot of people use the, those stickers as uh, kind of like a sheriff's, uh, like I donate to the sheriff's fund or whatever, kind of just to keep the cop. They think it's going to keep the cops off their backs. It's the new one. Yeah, there used to be that sticker, the friend, of the fraternal order of police sticker you put on the back of your yeah. your supporter, you know, to try to get you a little uh-huh. bit of leeway with the police when they pull you over because what? Because you're going nine miles over the speed limit and not bothering anybody, you know. When you, exactly. You know, that, exactly. That's the whole point. And it's not about like targeting a specific kind of person who's like wears a specific kind of shirt. It's a, it's a, it's a cop. And he tells me, oh, he got shot uh, trying to stop a guy uh, stealing a car. I was like, okay, we could argue that stealing a car is a crime that maybe somebody should be intervening in. But the rest of his time, he spends taxing taxing people who can't afford it. You know, right. like all, all day long. Well, and there's a thing too. Is like, um, someone if someone isn't being chased by the fucking police with guns aimed at them, they're they're at less of a risk to like ram into a bunch of people. And you can kind of wait until they, you know, get to where they're trying to fucking go, you know, and then go swoop the oh, fucking car. Oh, exactly. Like all car chases too. You got his license plate. Okay, we can stop. Yeah, just we'll wait. He'll show up somewhere. You know, like this, this exactly. car will be somewhere. This is going to get ditched or whatever. You know, it's not a fucking big deal. It's another fucking vehicle. They just made a hundred billion more of them this year. <laughs> you know, we're not running out of fucking cars. <laughs> we don't need to be killing people just because one went fucking missing. You know, I mean, they, they just, right. they, they, they make them like fucking toys. They just like, it's a factory line. They fucking pump them out every year. We have new ones. So it's easy to replace the goddamn thing. And now we have, we ha- we're paying people to chase them down and murder people getting like a fucking gun battle. Even that, like, you know, I'll, I'll fucking, you know, say like, why, why would I want a cop to go get in a gun battle over a fucking, a, a Ford focus, right? $9,000 worth of scrap over anything over yeah. anything. Right. Right, I mean, like, it's no point. That guy, this guy, gal, non-binary pal, stealing this car needs to fucking ride somewhere, and they're going to take it, and then you go pick it up and end a story. You know, we don't need I, it's exactly. Like, it's it's fucking absurd, and uh, it's just not beneficial. And it, the the whole lens of it, and that's what kind of sucks is the Blue Lives Matter is that like just hard fist. It's that like double down on the anger and the hatred and the punishment. You know, like it's double bo- it's, double it's, the whooping. It's boot. It's boot looking. It's bootlicking. It's falling yeah. in line. It's bowing to authority. 
you know, and it makes my, uh, it just makes my skin crawl. I can't imagine hanging out with a bunch of guys, like, pretending I'm enjoying having a beer with that crew. Anyway, so you, guys, you think the, you think you. that, 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 that a, the sales I'm are going to dry up with that I'm guy? A, I'm a subscriber. Oh, cool, cool. What's that? You think the sales are going to dry, dry up with that guy? You think you, you turned him off, or? <laughs> it's one guy. Right. You know? Sure, it doesn't make like, it break I don't need business. to be like pe- people. Are, people are people always have their nose up their ass of, fir- of first responders. There's a lot of other groups out there that need uh, that need love and charity. You know, I can sure. have a discount night for any number of other groups that need it, like public school teachers, Planned Parenthood, etc. For sure. Yeah, I no. don't need cops. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They aren't. Yeah, they aren't. They aren't helping me. Nope. They aren't a part no of freebies. my vision. Right. No freebies, boys. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for calling, and we appreciate. It. We got one more call to go. Have a good night. Thanks, Thanks for calling sir. in. Street fight. All right. Let's get to, let's get to it. This last call. Somebody uh, at the one of the shows. I think it was in Oakland. <laughs> they brought me a Blue Lives Matter sticker, like car magnet that they had stolen off the back of a car. So it was like their they had claimed as their, you know. Kind of their uh, their trophy. I thought it was pretty funny. I still have it over there. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in my trophy pile. I think. <laughs> see how many we can get of those. Let's see who this last caller is. Let's see. I don't want to see the spinning wheel. What goes up? All right. Must come. I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure this is me. Spinning wheel. Yeah. What's going down? Again, only you can. We can't. Only we can't me. make that All determination. Right, so I is it you? will be brief. Are Hello. You, I got work early in the morning. Are is you, there any you out there? But here's my question for you. What's up? Here's my question. Are process servers cops or workers? I don't know what process servers are. The kind are. of people who like go to the... A process server is what I do for a living right now. It sucks. <laughs> uh, it's basically the people who go door to door... Uh, telling people they have to show up to court and handing right. them like legal papers. Oh, Are you can some uh, kind of like sicko that wants to be shamed or something. All day. So, so Are like you some sicko that wants to be shamed by me. So like Rogan in the beginning of Pineapple Express, where yes, he's in the yes. disguise and he's like, "Hey, are you Brett yeah. Payne? Do you do disguises? I do not do disguises. You don't put like a little goatee or nothing. Are, are, are you Brett Payne? You've been served. <laughs> Oh, are you the um, last caller? Nah, I figure you've if been, people you've recognize been me and like want to avoid going to court, that's kind of their job, and you know, it's not my tough. business. <laughs> I'm not real say. lightly most of the time. <clears throat> I mean, you're not making the jurisdiction against them, but you are like the middle. You're like a middle person to them getting fucked up in the court, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's mostly like debt collections. Like honestly, Oof. for a while. I'm going to go by Terry because for a while, late December, I couldn't stomach the idea of serving people debt collections like during the holidays because like, yeah, everyone's struggling. You so know I, I kind of like fake it sometimes and like just take a pick of their car and leave. But yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. good. How old are you? 22. Okay. Understandable. Completely understandable. I was doing the same thing talking about call centers I was uh, working at Discover Card, and I was doing collections the whole time. And about a year or two into it, I was, like, so forlorn and, like, beaten down by listening to people that were just struggling so hardcore. And you would have these, like, really raw moments with them. And I'm, like, trying to shake them down for, like, 
well, I mean, could you promise to pay $10 a month? You know, something like that. And, and, you know, being forced to get money out of them, even after they talk about like these tragic, you know, tragic shit that's going on in their lives. I had like one kid that I talked to that was like, my mom opened up this credit card and ran up all this debt and I haven't seen her, you know, in like a decade. And uh, I can't get this off my record. And it's fucking crazy that the situations that people are in when they're involved in, you know what? I flamed out of it. Uh, eventually they caught me like, because they were like, we were looking at your phone records and you were sitting on this dial tone for 90 minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> well, cause I really don't want to talk to these people. It's bumming me out um, to be threatened by people, to hear people cry um, to, uh, Oh, sometimes, you know, tell people that there's a credit card that has a whole bunch of hotel rooms and 1-800-Flowers on it, and it's that their partner is, like, cheating on them and putting it on a fucking credit card. (laughs) Shit like that. Like, you're just talking to people at some of the worst times in their lives. And uh, it's really hard to stomach. And, you know, the folks that do it are, like, completely, you know, uh, cold-blooded sharks. And I washed out of it. I can't imagine you're going to last much longer. Um, But... I, I, yeah, I, I'm trying I, to get a salt job right now. We'll see if I get lucky. But you know, so I don't disrespect it, man, because you have you have real world knowledge of what's going on. You know, you have a true understanding of it. It's not like you read about it online or you're you're theorizing or anything. You're you're looking at how this world fucking works, and you're seeing what real people go through. And um, I think that's an important perspective to have to take as you move on in life. Um, you know, for me knowing that everybody else was struggling definitely helped to make this show happen because even before this show happened, I was very much talking to everyone around me about how shitty it was to make this little amount of money and how much it sucked to be collecting debt and how like, you know, it was fucked up that discover card was, you know, setting these people up basically and giving out credit too easily and snaring people and and all this shit. And like, I got the firsthand knowledge of it. And so it definitely changed me yeah, as a person. The thing and that gets it for me is that, like, it's so surreal because I know, like, I'm one or two financial missteps or, like, maybe losing a job and, like, I'm a few weeks away from where they are. Like, yeah. I, like it's understandable to the point of making me uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, it is right around the corner uh, for um, for most people when you're in that, when you're, when you're just doing, when you're, when you're in that, you know, pay range it just is it's instability and it's where the majority of us are at and uh unfortunately i don't know what it is about people that just want to close their eyes and and make their way through it and get their money and not even acknowledge what the rest of us are fucking up to it's just really so amazing that we can't have a lot of open discussions about how hard it is to get by you know in this day and age we're we're dealing you know with politicians that don't have any sort of understanding or discussions about shit like that you know yeah yeah definitely 100% i went to a school in washington dc uh to a college i could not afford yeah. and uh you know i'm not a ruling class not great right and well and then for me like it's now it's the thing where um, I, I had to talk to somebody about private insurance because I'm not going to have it. Like my wife lost her job and they were like, February 28th, you don't have insurance anymore. And it's like, well, what about my medical plans? Like f- to make to that, like shit that I was working on, I, you know, physical therapy and mental, 
uh, therapy. Like, but I, like I was, I had a regimen, like we had prescriptions and shit, you know, and now it's just gone because my wife isn't working. And I, I, it's just preposterous that we're still, we just can't even get anyone. We can't get, even get a popular discussion about how necessary it is that this stuff should just be around for all of us, you know, cause we would all benefit from it. I, I just, I, I, it's just frustrating to me that we can't find something that benefits us all. That there always has to be a division. I don't know why they're always they insist on not agreeing. Nobody, there's just a group of people that never want to agree with everybody else. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But it is like you, you know, the, you, you're serving people that maybe are doing well off and voted for Trump or are lifelong Republicans, but are related to and have children that are wrapped up in suffering from the fucking world, you know, the, the, from the financial disruption and the, the plots and the schemes that they sell us and all that stuff, you know, the debt, uh, the never ending debt cycles and shit. And, uh, and we yeah, still, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's, I don't know. Hey, just keep, keep moving. Um, I don't think you're a scumbag or anything and you're not, uh, you know, I don't hold it against you. Um, trying to find your way in the world, you know, you got to do a lot of different stuff. So you're fine with me. <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much for the kind words. Have a good night, boys. You too. I appreciate it. Have a great one. All right. That is it. Oh, wait, someone else jumped in. You want to do another one or is it too much? Let's do it. Okay. Last call. Nobody's calling in again. I want to go to bed. <laughs> we started at like nine thirty, right? About. Okay. So we haven't got three hours yet. Okay, so that I don't want to go really. I said I wasn't going to do that. I said I would go over three hours, but now that we're we're honing in on three, it's like, all right, let's get this. Yeah, is that me? Hey, that's you. Thanks for calling in. What's going on? Hey, what's up? This is uh, Brandon calling in from New York. How are things in New York? They are uh, warmer than they have been. I'm biking home right now. I just came over the Queensboro Bridge. The moon is freaky yellow. It's pretty beautiful. Sounds cool. It's all right for this shit town. Yeah, I like that. Just do it every once in a while. You know? Yeah, we're planning on coming to New York. We're planning on coming to New York uh, in April for WrestleMania. I'd love to go to New York. Sorry, man. A little choppy there. Can you say that again? I said we're planning on coming to New York in April for WrestleMania. Oh, shit, yes. I saw you guys, uh, like, last year when you did the show with Cass Barbador OT. That was great. Oh, yeah, we are gonna we got something even bigger and better this time. <clears throat> and we're also going to do, I think great. we're going to do the live WrestleMania show with Kath and Rachel. Oh, perfect, yeah. yeah. They're, they're hilarious. Yeah, I never I, uh, I never watched wrestling before I started listening to you guys. But I found this uh, this place that plays Japanese wrestling, and I go there after my work sometimes, and I just sit there and drink Sapporo, and I can't understand what the fuck is going on, but it's so cool. And yeah. the guy who runs the shop, he always comes over and sits with me, and every time he's like, this is real, though. <laughs> he's like, um, he's like WWE, that's not real. Japanese wrestling, this is real. For sure. And uh, and I always, I always just got to nod along, and... So I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that's a that's a hard hit. Yeah, he looks yeah. hurt. That's the real deal right there. He really yeah. did it to him. That's it's, funny. 
Ugh. Um, God, this moon, it's got like a diagonal flash through it, and it's bright orange. Wow. This is really wild. Maybe someone, some sort of, um, like, robot cut it in half with a laser beam or something? You you said it was yellow earlier? It's like a, yeah, like an almost cheesy yellow. All right, so we it's, have, we have... <laughs> We have a blood moon. We have a blue moon. What if we had a? Yeah. Uh, what if we had a piss moon? Heart is it harvest moon, or is that just a? New- That's orange. we got to add in like a harvest moon is like orange. a cheese moon. Piss Ooh. moon for yellow. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> Whiz. Yeah. It's probably it's probably a good omen. I think. I don't uh, I don't know a lot about telling the future from the sky, but. There's lots of different schools of thought. I'm sure one of them would support this being a good idea, a good omen. What, what kind of uh, what kind of bike do you ride? I ride a, a little Fuji uh, single speed, but you can back pedal on it. It's not a full fixed gear. Sure, sure. And I just felt my chain my chain pop out today on Second Avenue, and a cab almost killed me. Okay, and so I got to get into the shop. Like, yeah, be careful now. Yeah, for sure. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a weird it's a weird ride. Uh, yeah. There's another cab that almost killed me. I heard that honk. Yeah, but yeah. Let, let's make sure you keep your eyes on the on the road here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, you're just in one ear. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm safe. But uh. Yeah, it's uh, I'm riding through the back streets of Queens right now, and uh, it's really nice knowing that Amazon fucked off. There's a kind of, I don't know, palpable relief. Fuck them. Uh, yeah, fuck them. That was that was extremely cool. Yeah, um, that was cool. I agree. I like to hear see that. I just all I think about is who's going to get it next, though. Like someone still has to get that. Someone's oh, gonna. Yeah. Someone's going to deal with it. Who's it going to be? It's like it just goes it back to on the roulette. Somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember reading that, like, the whole, the whole way they did it, the, like, structure where cities, like, bid on the HQ coming to them, they, like, give Amazon these, like, super thick dossiers full of all their municipal data. And right. it was, like, for the price of doing it in one place, you get all this, like, not secret but not like easily collectible information about all these fucking places wow and now they've just got like a a rolodex and a detailed profile of where they can go next so you're right yeah it is it is going to be someone else's problem very soon someone did someone dm'd us and said that columbus wasn't wasn't actually that that unlikely because there would already implanted implemented some sort of data management or some shit here. Like they already have a foot in the door in some sort of part of Columbus. I don't know about. It. I have to do some in, investigative. In Columbus. Yeah, yeah. I need to do some investigative journalism about it. If you know what they're talking about, send me the info. Um. Well, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Was there anything else we can help yeah. you with? Not really, man. Just keep uh, keep doing what you're doing. I wanted to send some love. Uh, yeah, 
Keep it up. All right, man. Keep the rubber side down. Thanks for listening to Street Fight. Yeah. Take it uh, easy, guys. That is Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We take your calls every single Sunday night, 9 o'clock p.m. You can give us a call, 614-655-3887. We'll be back next week. (coughs) Brian will be here to take calls with me. You can come hang out in the chat, as always. Do that on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram. Not Instagram. Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. YouTube, yes. And that's all of them. Uh, you can find us on the social medias. We're at Street Fight WCRS on Instagram, Twitter. Also, I've been go- I've been going live on Instagram. So if you want to get the morning updates, you- if you're one of those, it's called the time theft. That's my break. The time theft break is happens early in the morning while you're at work. Steal away. Don't do your job. Watch and talk to me for ten minutes on the Instagram live. Brett's Brett's wake up dab. Yes, that's Catch my that. first yes. dab of the day. It's called uh, Time Theft, and uh, it's coming to an Instagram Live near you Th- and Instagram TV. Th- thank you for letting me fill in. Yeah, thanks for being here. I and love Street Fight. I love anyone who is into Street Fight. I love you all. Great. Where, where can we find you on social media? I am on Twitter as username Joshua. Okay. What about Instagram? Uh, my shit. I just told him earlier. Definitely my not. my Instagram name is something stupid. Okay. Brett shouted me out. Yep. On the Street Fight I did. Instagram story. I did. You can so check the stories. You check Get out the there so you can find me there. Yep. But I am on Twitter about a billion times more often than I am okay. on Instagram. So. Also, if you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon.com. It's a website where you sign up for a monthly subscription and you get access to bonus items. For $5 a month, you get... You get a bonus audio stream, an extra RSS feed filled with extra content. Brian and I talking to people that we like or that are interesting. We've got a few in the pipeline. They're going to be great. Um, $3 a month, you get access to the digital copies of our zine. That's exclusive writing and art from Street Fight listeners. Um, and we get the, you get the PDF of that version um, for, of it for $3. For $5 a month, you get all of that stuff and lo- videos. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Live video is coming out uh on Tuesday of uh, next week, and we're going to we have a whole bunch of episodes of Undercover Boss, uh, Shark Tanks, Kitchen Nightmares. So if you want to watch all of that content, it's only five dollars a month on Patreon.com/slash Street Fight Radio, and it's all great. I think the most recent episode was Brian and Dank Metal. Yes, that episode was great. You guys have all the the Undercover Bosses and shit. Yep. Absolutely subscribe to Street Fight on Patreon. Thank you. I appreciate that that shout out. We will see you on Wednesday. No, we won't. Sometime this week, we're going to talk to Jeff Rickley from Thursday. He's going to Street Fight with us. I'm going to try to get a live stream going, but maybe not. You're going to get it as a podcast. They're seeing Thursday on Wednesday. Uh, We're seeing Thursday on Wednesday and then Thursday on Thursday. So the usual Wednesday is not going to be on Wednesday. Right, right. So good night. To all of the all of you, stay rowdy, stay rough, stay rowdy, rowdy, stay rough, stay rough. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>